guys and girls, and welcome to episode 163 of the F Reality Podcast. Grab your popcorn and gather round as we discuss this week's top VR news. We're going to be talking about how the Oculus Elite straps are breaking, Beat Saber's multiplayer has been delayed on PSVR, we give you our scariest VR games for Halloween, we talk about a brand new interesting VR headset called the Decca Gear 1, and to round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been the highlight of the week this week, and also let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this guy loves nothing more than to share his wacky VR adventures on stream. He just loves it when he's live. It's of course, ZimTalk5. How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Fantastic week for me. Uh, been a fantastic month for me. I, I, I mm. just, you know, when VR gets into that hype train and you just like, you just chug it along. I love that. That energy is fantastic. Every single night I'm doing a show at the moment. Um, so aside from a little bit of burnout now and then, oh my God, that energy is just, it's amazing. It's like, I feel like I'm hitting the vein, you know, right on the vein. And it's, <laughs> it's just yeah, a great buzz. Yeah, you killing it. You've been killing it. You've been doing really well. I've, 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 I've been having so much fun. That's the main thing. And just trying a bunch of random shit, like blue tacking a camera to my head and um, yeah, throwing yeah, on yeah. mountaineering gear, all kinds of just random things. And they just seem to work very well. And the audience is liking it. Uh, my highlight for the week is uh, maybe bizarrely something that's been around for a while um, that, that I only came across. And from afar, I was like, ah, this is kind of boring. I'll get to that someday. Uh, and I want to tell everyone about it. So... I finally got along to playing uh, uh, an app from SideQuest that we loaded uh, called Puzzling Places, uh, which, mm. if you have seen it, it's basically the, the mixture of photogrammetry, so scenes that are fully uh, point map detailed, and a puzzle. Like, if you've ever done a puzzle, a thousand-piece puzzle, uh, and you imagine breaking apart a piece of photogrammetry into puzzle pieces and then stitching them all together, that's Puzzling Places. Uh, it's currently like a, a pre-release version, almost like a demo uh, that you can download. And there's one uh, one area, I suppose. If you're a side quest Patreon, you get access to additional puzzles. Uh, apparently, they're patching with additional content, so they'll bring that number up to like 22 puzzles in the public domain this week. And actually, next month, they're bringing out a package that kind of brings all this together that you can get for a price. So that I'm really looking forward to now. It made me uh, honestly giddy, like childhood giddy like lose you down the rabbit hole giddy playing this like the puzzle aspect wasn't really yet some of you saw me lose my mind in gadgeteer uh which was like seven <laughs> streams in a row i almost never do that but it like it stole my life for a week and this was like immediately that same vibe of like oh my god there's just something super satisfying about piecing together something that's real and as mm -hmm. you form it and the fact that you can like this was a church right and and the the main um area in the church the dome and all this kind of stuff you can then with vr you can like duck down put your eye into it and see everything in that like high fidelity like that's been scanned in photogrammetry and it's just infectious so absolutely puzzling places is my uh number one like shout of the week that's that's a fantastic app have any of you guys played that have you have you had a chance no but oh. i know it's available for free on sidequest right free on sidequest for the moment yeah. i'm sure they're gonna It'll be a paid package or something on Itcher somewhere that they're going to do. Um, and then one other just small side shout, because I, I, I mentioned my heartache last week about not being able to play games with my daughter and this kind of conundrum I had with my quest. Well, there's a guy who's a fan of the show, actually, a guy called Alex, uh, who runs VR Cauldron, who did a video and found this amazing tip that I want people to know about, which is that you can actually, for a uh, selection of games, I think it's about 20 at the moment from what I've seen on a Reddit list, 
uh, with the same account. So you can be VR Oasis on Quest 1, and you can be VR Oasis on Quest 2. With the same account, you can play certain games. Things like Arizona That's Sunshine, awesome. uh, Blast On, yeah. and you know, Walkabout Mini Golf even supports five people, five quests with the same wow. account using one copy of the game to play multiplayer. Wow, that's interesting to know. It's amazing. That's, that's really cool. And I tried it, and I had my kids playing on my one account, and I'm like, holy shit, this is fantastic. Like, it totally changed my life. I was getting really gray clouds over my head over this whole Oculus account thing. Developers, yeah. if, if you enable that feature, I promise you I am going to throw gold your way because that is a really smart thing, and it opens up our families to be able to play your game. So please do more of that. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. So basically, because uh, we all thought that playing multiplayer games would require a separate account on separate quests, right? That was kind of like the idea. But yeah. there is a certain list of games that are compatible with just a single account. Yeah. Really interesting. I wonder if we can we can drop that list in the chat or in the comments after the fact of this video somehow. Yeah. 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 There's a yeah. There's a there's a Reddit link. It's a Reddit post that keeps okay. getting updated. It's like a table. Um, okay. Some games d definitely don't. And there's some games where I've like connected to, and it'll say, "Oh, your account's not online." If you try with a second quest. But for and the ones that do, it, it either shows up as like a guest account or something like that, and you just appear and it works. Like Blaston worked straight out, out the gates. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is exactly what I want for a game like Blaston. Yeah. And, and that kind of circumvents the kind of comment you made last time about that you don't have access to, for example, a Facebook account if you're under 13, but you still want to play these kind of games, yeah. right? Yeah, then well, you can still do that. Yeah, because again, like you said, it's kind of like, you know, daddy's opening the door and saying, hey, I want to allow my kid to play with my device. Mm -hmm. It's still my yeah. account and their behavior on that system is accountable to me. But mm -hmm. if I get to play essentially land games with them, that's a fantastic way to do it. And it seems like, I don't know, I've never heard of this before. And I didn't know developers yeah. even supported it, but it seems like developers are behind it, but maybe a little hush-hush because it, yeah. it might no, knock their sales yeah. a little bit. Mm, yeah yeah true nice well we'll try and share that link in in the comments after the fact once this video goes live but yeah that's a nice little tip there thanks for sharing that zim and thanks to vr cauldron for coming up with the list uh, originally as well um so next up this guy is the latest recruit to a fierce team of ghostbusters if there's something strange in your neighborhood who are you going to call rowdy vr of course <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how you doing dude you're right of course uh, i mean you can call me i just don't know if i would actually show up but uh, yeah we'll he find might be that busy out tomorrow I guess. washing his yeah. hair <laughs> <laughs> no I've, I've, i'm doing great i've had a, a fantastic week as well like uh, like i mentioned last week i've been experimenting with uh using virtual desktop and i have to say like i i what i did this week basically was i i threw away my entire uh, installation of windows and i refreshed everything and I put everything on there and it's been working actually very nicely now uh, I still had like a couple of crashes into like certain titles like for example Onward uh, or the Oculus home screen but that was only in the loading screen that I have it uh, when I'm actually in the game and I pause and I pause the, the loading screen I have actually zero problems at all and um, I've been playing a ton of virtual reality games that I've been missing out the couple, last couple of months uh, I've played of course like Population 1 this week uh, a very fun game uh, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, uh, a bit later as well. Um, but uh, I've played uh, uh, Star Wars Squadrons as well. Uh, nice. Again, surprised at like how gorgeous this game looks on a wireless connection using uh, the using virtual desktop. Uh, I think it's really amazing. It really blew my mind. I haven't played it that much. I just like you know went into the hangar and I flew the ship around a little bit just to see if it would work and. It's just it's brilliant, like, uh, and I have to applaud, like, again, like you keep from a virtual desktop for doing something that I haven't been able to do uh, with the Oculus Link cable on my laptop at all, because 
again, like I mentioned, like I have a dual uh, graphics card in there, and for some reason, Oculus doesn't really play well together with that. Um, and I can't turn off the other graphics card in my BIOS, so I'm kind of limited at like uh, trying to find other solutions. A virtual desktop does it really well with like selecting the right uh, GPU, uh, and it it just works brilliantly. It just works. Yeah. And I've managed and to sell three headsets this week as well <laughs> to friends because I was so ecstatic about like virtual desktop and like using the Oculus Quest Two. I've been yeah. talking to other people and some of my friends. They were like. Oh yeah, but VR, you know, there's not a lot of good games on there, and like, ah, oh, you know, it's like expensive, and I don't have a good PC. And of the three of them, I bought one. Two of them didn't have a, a proper gaming PC, and the other one had a gaming PC, and he was like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I have this like awesome gaming PC, but you know, the games, like, ah, I don't want to like, you know, do this and that. And I said, but you can have both. And he was like, what do you mean? It's like, wait, you can buy the Oculus Quest, and then you can use virtual desktop or use a link cable and you have access to the entire Quest 2 store and you'll have access to all of the, the games on PC and his mind was just like, you couldn't comprehend it at the beginning. He was like, no, no, but how does, how does that work then? So how much do I need to pay them for the headset? Because I've seen like those PC headsets and he was talking about the Valve Index, of course, because it was the best headset out there. And he just he just couldn't believe the price. So he went out and bought, and bought one straight away. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's funny, actually, to talk, talk about people buying headsets. Like, uh, you know, like last week, my highlight was uh, I, I bought a headset for my brother and I gave it to mm. him. Like, since then, my dad has actually gone out and bought a Quest 2 as well. And he's, like, not even a gamer. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, like, getting people involved now that, that would probably never even considered VR before. Yeah. And, you know, we had some great times. We played Half and Half, which, you know, is a great game free yeah. uh, as well. And some Beat Saber multiplayer, the three of us. Yeah. Uh, and it's just those, you know, getting these people on board that wouldn't necessarily mm. even consider VR or weren't although, gamers before is, is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Although I do have the impression that like Oculus should maybe invest some more time and resources in getting the message out there that you can do this kind of stuff with virtual reality. Since a lot of people still see VR as like something too expensive or it's like, oh, you know, those mobile headsets, they don't do anything well. Or like, oh, I don't have the, the high-end PC in order to to play these kind of games and like all those cables. Yeah. And like there's a lot of things, a lot of problems that have been solved throughout, you know, the past couple of years, especially with the latest iteration. And mm -hmm. I don't really have the feeling that like the general public who is not that informed into this world really doesn't know about this. Like yeah. yeah, if you if you look at if you look at their marketing campaign, like multiplayer doesn't really seem to be even jumping out of that uh, at all. It's usually the the one person who buys it and plays games, uh, but it's not like um, they're showing you know this kind of. But that's also because they don't have a party system where someone says like, "Hey, call me, let's play a game now. You want to jump into VR?" It's something that first of all doesn't exist in the system, but that's something they should invest time in and then also market it because I think like. As you said, like if, if, if your dad would be like, oh, I, I only have to uh, do things by myself and that's all, then it's not that interesting. But if you're like, hey, I can join you and do this, mm. yeah, that makes it so much more fun. But I also think that like the whole wireless streaming situation, they, they're not interested in sharing that or promoting that in any way, shape or form. Like they actively didn't send Guy a headset purposely to try and stump him a little bit with his development <laughs> for Quest 2, which is clear. <laughs> Um, and, and now, you know, as, as well, sort of nerfing the 90 hertz at launch, you know, which again, sort of takes a bit of wind out of his sails. It, it's just, 
they don't want him to be around doing virtual desktop. They want you to buy the link cable or they want, they're working on a wireless solution they that they're going to push own, themselves they and they're going to advertise it like they came up with the idea themselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, sure is, they will. I think there is a real point here that Rowdy's making. I, I would agree with that. Like they tend to be taken, like, you know, since three years ago, they've been kind of copying Apple's uh, marketing strategy. But Apple are, are kind of a premium product, premium brand, and they, and they are giving that kind of flavor to their products. Um, I haven't seen the price of the new device pushed very much in their marketing. And I think they could do that because mm. it, it's remarkably cheap for what you get. And I think most people don't understand it. And right now, how are you going to tell someone who doesn't know? They're, they can't walk into a Best Buy and try it. No. Nope. You know? Uh, so but they can look at it. It's, it's a hard it. situation. <laughs> it is absolutely it is oh by the so, way mike does your dad by any chance like fishing because yeah, that's the, what i was the ideal to. candidate for him <laughs> yeah. to like team up <laughs> so, like, he hasn't tried it yet i, I want to get him uh, real vr fishing because it would be a good one to play multiplayer but yeah your dad and my dad hooking up playing uh, fishing together that'd be like, a great video my to watch i, I won't be able to use my headset for a week then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to send it over to him speaking of that mike I'm, I'm, I'm peeking over your shoulder you have two quests now hey two questions yeah oh, very yeah, I have two. I have two. I, I did order myself uh, another one as a backup. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had this one in the box that keep original, but then I was going to talk about these uh, little mounts later and I didn't want to mess with my other headset. So I just put it on the other one <laughs> just for the sake of this video. Boom, so, boom. Uh, yeah, I've got one as a backup. That's my backup. Nice. Um, smart, so yeah. smart, smart, smart. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a good recommendation there, Rowdy. Anyone that's interested uh, in PC VR and if have a Quest 2 or an original Quest, definitely check out Virtual Desktop. It's, yeah. uh, it's awesome. It's the best solution out there. Absolutely. So next up, this guy's got the smooth moves to light up any virtual dance floor. It's our blonde brother, of course. <laughs> it's Nathy. How you doing? You all right? You got your dancing shoes on? Right now? Yeah. Oh, this sucks. Oh, it just sucks. You took them sucks, off. But I can dance. They're worn with... out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this week I actually, well, today I have been playing Amnesia Rebirth, the new one. And yes, this is a pancake game, I know. Although mm. uh, I saw PD playing it with Farpack. So if you really feel adventurous, then uh, you right. can do that. You, you train wow. yourself up, Nathy, then, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, you would you would think so. Um, Don't you use up all so. of your brown pants, well, no? I was constantly, when I was playing, I was like, I'm so happy this is not in VR. I'm so happy this is not a VR game because it was already scary on a monitor. Um, but um, no, I have to say, it's an amazing game. Um, and... and, and uh, it gave me a lot of like Bioshock vibes because it, it all starts with a with a plane, just like in Bioshock. So I was like, oh, hey. Um, and um, something that I wanted to just say about this title, like we are talking about sidekicks, right? Where we're like, wow, this is an awesome sidekick. And well, in this game, you also have a sidekick. And the sidekick is, what do you think <laughs> your sidekick is? A pig? A butterfly. A pig? Butterfly. Butterfly? Rowdy, any ideas? Uh, my sidekick or your sidekick? No, like a sidekick in Amnesia. What do you think the sidekick is? Ah, okay. Um, something good, right? An owl. An owl? No, 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 no. It's it's um, you're pregnant and you can oh talk God. with your baby. Oh my oh God! And, and your baby sometimes also uh, wants your attention. So then you feel with your hands and you talk to your baby. That's messed up. And, that is um, all kind of messed up. Yeah, Babies yeah, and, are and terrible. And and the more you play, the 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 faster your pregnancy goes as well. Um, so you're, you're, well, that's you're, realistic. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so so it will get harder to climb stairs and stuff. Uh, it's yeah, I know this this is still amnesia we're talking about, but I thought it was an interesting mechanic where you have a sidekick that is in your well, you know, 
little tummy. I, I um, love how Nate described it as like your pregnancy will go faster. Yeah, it will go faster. It will go faster. Um, wow. But um, yeah, it's 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 a crazy game. And something that I just when I play these like triple A titles on just PC, I it's always like the 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 story that is just so well written that I just mm. miss in so many VR titles where sometimes you think something is obvious. And you work towards a certain goal, but then in the end, they completely throw that out of the window and something else happens. Well, in yeah. VR, most of the time, mm. when you play something, it's obvious what's going to happen. And they also give you what you want. Well, mm. in this game, they constantly troll you. You work like hours upon hours to collect something. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Here's, your, here's the middle finger. We're just going to go somewhere else with the story now. And that's what I love so much about, you know, the... Mm the uh, let's say the, the mainstream gaming scene where that's quite you know standard nowadays mm. because they have a lot of money to have a writer work on this for like years and and it's that's kind of what that Alex did as well right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. true true but it, it's it's not as you know like most from yeah, yeah true um so is it like the first amnesia Nathan, in, in that you don't have any like weapons you're basically naked yeah, yeah, the whole no, time yeah yeah you, know, you have no you have no weapons um so sometimes you just get chased and you're like oh my god like, what do I have to do? And then hide. Um, like, the, the sounds and everything have been very well done. The level design is is beautiful. And as I said, yeah, the story is, like, insane. And I, I've, I've been playing it today, and you just feel when it's getting good, where you're, like, totally in there. I'm not playing it in VR, but I'm completely immersed, and I'm, like... Like, I like to talk to myself while I'm playing the game and, and wonder about things because Amnesia is a puzzle game, right? It's a horror game, but it's mainly a puzzle game where you can constantly grab stuff, inspect it, look at what stuff means. And yeah, there are so many things that I just want VR to have as well, you know, where mm. the environment, usually when we uh, have games where you can pick everything up, nothing really means anything. It's just some Unity crap that you just throw in there, like some junk that you download it. But here... Like, if you really pay attention and you grab certain junk and it says something on it, it links to the story. So it's all like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so a horror game like this, I don't know if that would work in VR. I think it's too scary to be a VR title. Uh, I do think the like where you hold a light because you have little uh, uh, sticks, matches, uh, yeah. that just uh, burn out after like 10 seconds. You always have to stay in the light because otherwise you go insane. Um, but I would love to have a game where you, just like in um, uh, the game that Zim always plays. Red Halls. Red Halls, where Red you have Hulls. this light and you have to use it and you constantly have to find fuel and stuff. <laughs> oh, dear God. I think that's like, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, great game. I totally recommend it. flashlight before you go into the dark <laughs> house. That's what I say. Like, <laughs> And yeah. what is it called again, just for people that missed uh, it the first time? It's called Amnesia Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Well, go check Pro it out. Appropriate name. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say that name is on point. <laughs> if you're brave enough. Um, so yeah, before we get into what I play this week, then let's uh, see what the chat have been up to. Uh, see if they've been playing any scary games, warming themselves yeah. up for the Halloween season. Yeah. So let me see. I have a few here. Um, I have What the UK, who has been playing Squadrons as well. I don't know nice. if Rowdy has uh, encountered him in game as <laughs> like uh, Admiral Akbar <laughs> no. or something, but. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Rowdy's been playing single player. Of course. <laughs> like, I, I also don't think that it would be a fair advantage if you use, like, a virtual desktop and you have some kind of latency uh, using that in a competitive scene. That's okay, actually. It's okay. I think Mike yeah. and I have both played with it. It's, it's actually good. Quest 2 with virtual mm -hmm. desktop and squadrons works fine. 
Yep. Yeah, I, like I, I honestly haven't heard that much about Squadrons after its release. I think a lot of people are still playing it in VR, but I, I don't. You know what I mean? With like No Man's Sky or others, you constantly hear stuff about. Yeah. But in this one, it's like I don't really. Are people still playing it? I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that Viper is still playing it a lot as well. So it is. Uh, it is, of course, like a niche within a niche. I mean, you need to yeah. like to fly ships and. Uh, Okay, um, it, it, it's it's tough for me because I really, really want to play more squadrons. Like I want to do the mm. full campaign. I want mm, to go play same. the game, but I kind of same. feel like Quest Two is eating me completely right now, and I'm going to get to do that at Christmas. And by that yeah. point, everyone else is going to be fantastic, and I'm going to be <laughs> shot out of the sky in, in no time. <laughs> yeah, I totally um, feel you. Like I I want to go back and play it, but I just don't have time so, right now. So anyone else wants to get with me at Christmas, right, and just hang out and play as I'll be noobs, there with you. then. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be there it. with you. <laughs> cool, Mark. Well, you, you can't you can't visit family uh, anyway, so you have an excuse <laughs> to play more squadrons. Um, uh, you also play GTA Five. I don't know if you played it in VR. I have to say, you know, GTA and VR is amazing. So um, good. I, I would. I, I know what Rowdy would do. He would just drive over people, and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's having like amazing time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I visit all the, the the fun shops. The ones with the long poles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are, those yeah. Oh, the ones with the long poles. Yeah. Uh, didn't we do that this week as well, Sim? We did. Scaffold and then I think I shot shop. you in the balls. But anyway, Yeah, and then you time. shot me in the balls I after did. that. Twice. Yeah. 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 He has a, he has a VIP pass at the Unicorn uh, Club. Um, <laughs> yeah, you took me an hour and a half to find the place. All right? <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Factory Life, who played Population 1, uh, Standout, and Wardust per usual. Uh, Virtual has been playing puzzling places as well. A chair mm. in a room, Greenwater. That's old. a classic, man. That's a classic. Old. That's very old. I don't know if you would still like to play that right now. But, 2015, uh, 2016. But wasn't it re-released uh, hmm, on Steam or something last year? I think we covered it in release. Remaster. <sighs> yeah, but it still it doesn't originally look right. came out for mobile, right? <laughs> a chair in a room was a mobile app. Don't remember. Since that was uh, where I played it on on my Homido VR headset for the oh, wow. what? Wow. Oh Fancy my God. man. Um, he also played Cubism and Pagan Peak VR. Um, and last but not least, Let's Play VR has been uh, uh, jumping into Eleven table tennis with his brother on another quest. By the way, Eleven is another one of those titles you can play on one account. So very oh, nice, amazing. Okay. Yeah, mm. very nice. So yeah, my uh, highlight this week is definitely playing Population 1. Um, I think I'm actually addicted to that game now. Um, I, I noticed. I jumped in with Gamertag uh, for his live stream because he was looking for a player and I wanted to play anyway. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll jump in. And we were kind of rotating with players uh, from his like uh, audience, uh, which was really, really fun. There was like one that was like <laughs> like a miniature version of Nathy. He was from the Netherlands. He was like hilarious. Um Slobviz, shout out to you. Uh, and then uh, we were joined by uh, the Lonely Viper, and uh, we were just absolutely smashing it. Like that, we that were guy just has been killing house. it in the game as well. Wow! Like I, like I saw yesterday, he has already like this past week like 160 kills or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's legit. Awful. He he is legit. Like really good at it. So we were playing the three of us, and then last night Viper was like, "Oh, do you want to hop in?" I was like, oh, I was going to go to bed, but then end up jump, jumping in with Viper and a, a friend of his, Soul Man, and we ended up playing for another, like, two or three hours. But we were just getting, like, win after win after win, and it was becoming so addictive, like, and, and so rewarding to get all these wins and leveling up that we just couldn't stop. 
Um, and I, I just think, I don't know what they've done. And, and Viper was saying about this when we were playing, he was like, he was convinced that Big Box VR have hired like a team of psychologists to like oh, work yeah. out like what are the addictive things that are going to trigger in your brain when you play Why this game. Why do you think they have microtransactions? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because that's true, they've yeah. really hit the nail on the head with it. Like it is very easy like some of the mechanics have been oversimplified like the reloading is like oversimplified compared to like onward you know firing grenades, grenades is like super yeah. easy you just <laughs> fire it like a grenade launcher um you could you know there's no penalty for not holding a weapon two-handed you know they say I, there I is like there some is. recoil I, there is but like, not much there was like the the the, the thing is you have a reticle right you have a yeah. reticle that you see in the distance, if you hold it with two hands, that reticle becomes smaller, which is like a, a little bit like funny to have that in VR. Yeah. Because normally you would aim like sounds There's like no sounds real, like Call of Duty in that sense, where no you real have to aim with uh, yeah, no, you know? not really. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think overall, I think it's just really really fun, and they've just they've just got the core gameplay mechanics down, and I just really hope that they improve upon what they've already established right I'm, now. Because, I'm exactly in the same boat. Yeah. Since I had now the first chance as well to to play it, I played it together with Zim, and you know we had a ton of fun. You know, it's it, again, it's a very fun game, mm. but I just think that there's a lot of room for improvement still, especially mm. in terms of VR mechanics, in terms of you know like just like using the the things that VR can do very well use that a bit more things that like kind of like frustrated me were like for example when you have the can or the banana i wanted to use my two fingers in order to try and open it up but it doesn't work like that you just need to use like the you know, like your full hand yeah. in order to like just rip it open um i mean none of those things will make the game less fun um but i would think it would be more you know virtual or more like immersive if it was like yeah, a little bit more than that. Did you, they uh, could smooth it. Yeah, but we did. We yeah, had a blast, they, they, and I have it's to. It's a good. It's it's a good game. Like it's a fun game, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement. The, the, yeah. so. the thing that I that really resonates for me, uh, and I've been chewing on games like Solaris, and I would say that my my position on on Pop One has switched. Has switched. Uh, I was I was kind of net negative on it initially, uh, being a Battle Royale fan. Now I'm net positive, um, and I think the main reason is. This is a really important factor in VR multiplayer games. How easy is it to make friends that you keep and you can play with again? And they yeah. have a whole system that you can play a match with somebody and in the summary screen afterward, add friend. And mm -hmm. then you can yeah. play with them. They've got working VoIP that works great. The, th yeah. the three-person team, even if it's only two of you who are working together and one person's off, which happens a lot, actually, if you're just playing with pubs, uh, random, random people... It just works really well. So that all of that, I like. The world is really cool. I think it, like they've got a graveyard. They've got very bits. It looks bits. gorgeous. It, it looks, does, really it looks nice. quite good. Um, my, my only disappointment is when you climb the big tower, there's jack shit up there. Uh, there's nothing what? up there. There's nothing. There's not even a potted plant in the middle with a little thank you card. Thank you for climbing the tower. Nothing. It's just a flat texture. <laughs> a potted what plant. We were finding, actually, that the graveyard is the best place to go. Like, they tend yeah. to have, like, gold weapons in the church. So there's a little tip there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just it was just so much fun. I think the thing is with um, you were saying about like uh, making friends as well. Like if you're in the lobby area, which is like the you know before a match, and the, all the players are in there, you can go up to any player and fist bump them, and they'll become a friend as well and add to your oh, list. Okay. So that's, that's a really great little mechanic for making friends in, so in the game as well. Have you seen um, many people already like wear fancy stuff that they bought, or are you not really seeing the effects? It's not of, open right uh, now, this is it? I, I think microtransactions think, isn't open not, yet. Can you is not, uh, I haven't seen anything. It's the unlockables, right? 
Yeah, I've just seen like normal unlockables and like we were rolling as a group of like the, the very basic skin. So people would underestimate us as a team and then we're just <laughs> completely annihilated. That is funny. That's um, funny. That that so, is yeah. totally getting into the meta that that, that Viper loves. He loves that loves stuff. It. Like like he's yeah. like, no, no guys, we gotta just like these. He's all about the psychology of the it. The psychology yeah. is yeah. exactly it. Exactly. But, mess with them, mess with their heads. <laughs> mess with their heads. <laughs> the one thing I would say, like, I really like Solaris, but I just, you know, it's that group dynamic of teaming up with friends and like you say making it easy that they've missed so badly and i think that's why solaris is struggling right now and population one is just doing so well yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know like i still find solaris a very fun game and i've still played it this week actually on the on the quest 2 i find it one of those games where indeed like i i like to play with the people there which doesn't happen a lot i haven't mm -hmm. had that yet with population one the only thing i'm i'm a little bit annoyed with with population one is that there's a team of three while I have a feeling like a team of four would suit better uh, mm -hmm. these kind of things, since usually, you know, you I don't know, usually. I don't know. Uh, I, I like when for, they mix for that me, up. It kind of feels that. I really like when they when they do three or five, because like yeah. all games are sure. like four, 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 boring. Sure. Yeah, you know, exactly. As a, yeah, and so you're completely right. The nice thing with three is it's it's actually quite easy to get a friend and even a random and, person, and then you're yeah. two thirds of the team yeah. that you're playing with. I, so. Uh, I'm what just angry because I wanted to join yesterday as well, and I couldn't because there were only three places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I think solo could be really fun as well. Yeah, solo yeah. solo would be yeah. really cool to watch as well. I think more importantly, why don't they but, have that? I don't get it. It's called Population One. Where's the solos? Hey, you know, it will come. It will come eventually. But like I say, you know, hopefully the game will evolve ah. and just get better over time. I know why. Also, I don't like the scope phase. Go on. Like, I, I, it's because really you fun. don't have someone who can say, "Oh, nice outfit," or "Ooh, cool gun." That's why. Your stream can if, they, if oh, they're watching or, it. Yeah, but I, think of the average player, right? And yeah. like, what's going to motivate you to buy the new T-shirt or whatever? Listen, listen, listen. Well, you know what could be like a thing they could be pulling off later down the road. Maybe I'm predicting it here, but they have a lobby. You can see everyone in there, so you can already see what people have, and that works in their favor because people will buy more stuff. They're like, "Hey, how did you get this? Oh, I bought it from you know this." But what they could also do is people can open up their stuff in the lobby so people can watch people open their stuff it's or buy smart. their stuff you yeah. know oh that would be this, is what, yeah. this is what that call of smart. duty did with the world war ii game where cool. they used the normandy beach and there were like care packages coming down and you were like oh i'm the poor man and i but need to watch that's other people a little spend bit what money. i'm scared of though like like <laughs> people always say like oh cosmetic transactions they're they're not that bad but very often you see that the entire game is going to be built around that yeah. major stream of income and and that's what i'm a little bit scared mm. of that population one like we were all saying oh there's room for improvement and and you know we want the game to become mm. better we want more maps and this kind of stuff but if you know they're making a lot of money from these cosmetic transactions then those microtransactions then it would make sense from a developer point of view to like focus their resources on that more yeah, than yeah, on the actual yeah. gameplay and that's yeah, what yeah. i'm a little bit scared for and that's why i keep on saying like yeah, i don't that's... think that adding microtransactions is a good thing uh, for general games. Well, if, yeah. they can, if they can keep a nice balance between uh, having new content, that is actually good because I've also seen games where microtransactions are the leading thing. They make a lot of great new outfits all the time and new things, but then you feel like the content itself, the game modes and everything are just not mm. really it. And it's more, as you said. So I hope they can just kind of keep that balance because I'm interested. They have the base game now. How are they going to innovate? How are they going to keep people coming back? That's what I'm curious about. Like, I really got curious. one population, one question to Mike and his team of his motley crew who've been uh, killing it. <laughs> Are you as scared as I am of those uh, resources and the walls and the building like the Fortnite kids? Because that's terrifying to me. 
so I haven't, so I've, I haven't done it yet. I like, I haven't built any, I, like I've built some cover, but I haven't actually built a structure and climbed it and done any crazy stuff. I want to though, cause I think that's going to be really interesting later yeah. on. And that's what are going to make the difference between good players and amazing players. Exactly. So uh, I do want to get that down. So I just need to get some more practice in. So uh, we need to wrap up the show and I can jump back <laughs> into the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Five uh, minutes, everybody. Five minute countdown. Here yeah. we go. This, 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 he sounds like, he sounds like, a, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sounds like the typical addicted, uh, you know, gamer now. Yeah. He's like, I'm, in, I'm, I got, I'm hooked. He, do you have a bottle next to your uh, desk as well? So you don't have just, to go to yeah, the bathroom? Yeah, so don't have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, just, just go. I don't even use a bottle. Just go on the floor. But uh, <laughs> dog laps it up. It's fine. Yeah, he has exactly. also like a drinking helmet on his quest. You know, he made like a multiple. Uh... This is such exactly. a great place to be in, though. This is exactly what I was saying with the opening of the podcast. Yeah. Like the the hype, the the adrenaline, the emotion, and the friendships right now are all on full cylinder, and I absolutely love that running its way into Christmas. I, I can see yeah. us kind of carrying for the next three four months in that spirit, and thank God, like we have such good VR content to play right now, in my opinion. Mm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And more, more is coming, which is good. Which is good to hear. Mm. So let's get into some news then, because we've got some bad news to start oh. off this week. Um, the first bit of news is about the official Oculus Quest Two Elite Strap and Elite Battery Strap, as it seems like a number of players have been having quality issues whereby the strap arms are actually breaking, like completely mm. in half. Um, this originally started as a couple of people posting on Reddit, and I thought. This is just people mistreating their kit. You know, that was my initial reaction. I was like, mm. you know, I always see pictures of people breaking their controller rings and all this stuff. I'm like, what are you guys doing with this stuff? <laughs> I've never broken a controller ring in my life. Mm. Um, but then these uh, posts started becoming more and more frequent, more and people people talking about it. And in the end, I think Zim uh, gave me a link and it was end up like over 30 different posts, like from different people showing yeah. broken elite more... straps. It's scary. It is an absolute fearful thing to see. And you go, oh my God, this is a serious defect. This is like a problem yeah. out there. Definitely a problem. Definitely a problem. And it seems that like the cracks uh, start to form on the strap's arm. So if you've got an elite strap or an elite battery strap, just go and inspect your your head strap like completely like the arms. And if there's any issues, then, you know, contact Oculus support, get a refund or a replacement. You know, they're well aware of the issue. But it is disappointing, especially if you sunk over a hundred bucks on like the elite battery strap, which I know oh, is right. hard to come by nowadays. Mm. Um, but you know, they you could only buy that strap as a bundle with the case, and it was like you know 120 bucks, I think it was. So quite expensive. So very disappointing if that's breaking on you within the first couple of weeks but, of use. So it's it's wearing out, and then the plastic starts to crack on the sides, and then it becomes bigger and bigger. Is that what we're talking about? So, or because I, I think one thing that I noticed when I got it. I was like, if I, like with the dial on the back, go too hard on it and put too much pressure on it in general, it's going to snap somewhere. Uh, that's the only thing. Um, but it's fun. I think it's, fr I think the thing is when you take it out and when I first mounted it, I thought this is actually quite firm plastic. And one of the problems is, and from what I've seen from the fractures, this isn't plastic deformation. It's not like if you take plastic and you bend it beyond its point of its point of elasticity and, and it mm. won't come back and reform. Oh, it's not yeah. that. This no. is actually a stress fracture, from what I can tell. More brittle. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's unfortunate. They've made it quite hard to make it robust, but because of where in particular they've got a, a mold pattern on the back, it's it's mm. causing a an area just like what they had with the original rings. Um where it's a point of weakness. And so what Weak like point. you like you said, Nathy. When you overstress it from the back and the tension pulls it, yeah, that's what I thought, it, it yeah. pulls at that that weak point and basically so it, it fractures straight down. It's almost like a, ah. a straight cut from most yeah, yeah, most yeah, of yeah. the breaks that we're seeing. 
So yeah. are we maybe going to see them uh, changing up the design? Well, because... well, this is the thing, because they've oh. actually removed both the Elite strap and the Elite battery strap from sale on the oh. official store. Enough said, so that enough said. They're both unavailable now. So yeah, yeah. whether it means that they're going to go back and change the material, maybe Ooh. like a different plastic, or maybe they're going to completely redesign, I have no idea. So having, having done uh, several courses on design for manufacture, which include uh, metals, plastics, and stuff like that, normally if you have a stress fracture like this, it's relatively easy to design out. The trouble is you're going to have... Um, die-cast like models that are used for pouring and forming this and they they have to be redone which is a not an inexpensive yeah. process from either time or money but once they retool um they should be back you know producing in high volume again but yeah i, I yeah. would say if you've got one just be gentle don't over don't over tighten right now yeah i, I checked mine uh, today actually completely and there isn't any issues with mine um so I'm, I'm lucky i guess and it could just be like a small pool of people mm. you know in the grand scheme of things well, that are having this defect but it'll be interesting to see the response from this in the long there's term an interesting thing that you can do with plastic is if you shine i think it's ultraviolet light on it um you can actually see those stress uh points in the oh. striation of the plastic mm. it's something that again if you're interested to kind of check it out so if anyone out there is a real yeah. tinkerer you can actually yeah. apply, for instance, you take a Tupperware container. I don't know if that's an American term, a plastic bowl or something. And if you, as you apply pressure to the bowl, you can start to see the pressure spots in the plastic. I'll bet you the same thing would work here. And it'd be interesting to see if someone Sweet. does that under UV light nice. to show, um, basically show the problem in the design. Honestly, mm, based on that, they pulled it off the stores. If you bought one and it's still in your warranty, send it back and wait it out. Because otherwise, yeah. you keep it and then your warranty is out or whatever. And then it's like, oh, broken. Like here in Europe, you have warranty for two years. If Oculus wants it or not, we have two years warranty. Those are the rules. But in the US, uh, there is something where it's like 30 days or so. And then it's like, if you're no then, the I don't know, but US. just keep it inside your warranty and then send it away and then wait until they have it. Like, I want the new one. I don't want to have this one now where there is a risk of it breaking, you know, mm. so. The interesting thing yeah, that I've seen because I'm considering like buying one as well, but I'm like kind of like waiting it out. It's up expensive. Until, just saying, you know, up until I know for sure, or if there's maybe a third party, because this would be an ideal moment for a third party to step up and uh, say like, hey, uh, mm. we got uh, we got this over here. Uh, it might actually be better. The, yeah, the, well, they won't wait long. And 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 my opinion on this is like the elite strap is 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 a is a, is a very comfortable strap. But I love yeah. seeing what I'm seeing on Reddit, like a third of these comment posts where they're saying, oh, my strap broke. They're like, I went back to the original strap and actually, you know what? I'm fine with it. And that's kind of the, the kind of natural feeling that I'm getting from people is like the Elite Strap's a nice upgrade. It is expensive. And because it's got this this problem, mm. if, if you're on the fence at all, just stick with the original. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would rather sell a tape. The, uh, the elite strap <laughs> broken to my face then go back to yeah. the material one yeah. to pop my head I'm like a watermelon again, like, the problem I have with the with the, the strap are these things on there yeah, the they like just they they hurt my head when I because like, I like to have the headset quite oh, tight on my face so you need to tighten these things up but if you, if you have that sitting on your head for like a good hour or something that's gonna leave a serious dent in there, you know. <laughs> I, I think I think your head is just too deformed. Sorry. You, um, you've got you've got hair. You've got a cushion there, Rowdy. Right, so yeah. you've got nothing to complain about. But that's the other thing with um, the elite strap is it's very head shaped specific. <laughs> There's people who are saying it's uncomfortable because of the because of where they seat it. I'm lucky. I, it'll sit perfectly. It cups me nicely. You, I think Mike's the same, but 
Well, yeah. my you head is like the perfect like... shape of an egg, so like it just cups it so beautifully at the <laughs> yeah, back. That's true. That's you know how it annoying so it is to adjust this strap when you have hair because my hair keeps on getting every time I like put I it on, like I try to tie them. This is why I want to shave it off, Rowdy. Shave it off. This is why I want to look like a real man. Just like make like two patches here. That <laughs> just, are, like, get, just get a beard. <laughs> no, seriously, like like putting it like putting the original go on a girl was easy because it was ponytail through the middle, right? This current one is not that, and if you've got long hair, what happens is. It's like this. It's like this layer of slip, and so the headset just wants to like pop off. So yeah. for those cases, well, I think the elite strap is particularly useful. I, I don't know why why Zim can handle the soft strap because to me it feels like being a melon with these like elastic, yeah, elastic, elastic strings around it, yeah. and then then it explodes. That's how my head I feels. I this is the thing. I I think the secret is like the CV one. Remember the CV one when you first put it on after the DK two? You're like. This feels like concrete against my face. Why is it so firm? Yeah. It hurts. Um, you had to leave the CV1 quite loose for it to be in its like right operating state. And I apply the same thing to the, the yeah. ghost drop. I think you have to leave it quite loose. Not like you might just become one with the concrete. It's all going to be fine. But <laughs> seriously, you know, never going back. <laughs> vote with your wallets. 50 bucks and 129 bucks is the other one, right? Something that's like a, that. That's yeah. a lot of money. So So send it back and wait because, I mean, this is just crap. I don't want to buy crap for 50 bucks. So, I've got an alternative for you though oh. um, that I'm going to share with you. How, so much? If you, How much is it? Uh, this is twenty bucks. Although Ooh. you do need a Vive Deluxe audio strap. So, Deluxe. if you, I would say, I would say this personally, my advice would be that if you've already invested in a Vive Deluxe audio strap with a Quest One, then you can buy these adapters or 3D print them yourselves, so you can use it on your Quest okay. Two. Okay. But I do think the the Vive Deluxe audio strap is way overpriced, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying one. Just for the Quest Two, unless you're it's really, like, really like how much is the, the I'm, I'm selling one. It's like 100 pounds, actually, uh, British. It's 150 pounds, I think. But at least more. it doesn't break in half. Yeah. Yeah, but the audio does kind of suck for what you're paying. Well, at least for. you get audio. This <laughs> 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 is such a crazy podcast. I don't know. I don't particularly like it. 100 bucks is a lot of money. I, I will but, show you. I'll show you. I'll uh, switch the camera. We're taking so like a group. I'll, I'll switch the camera feed so you can see right, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, sure. this is a new feature tricky. on the show. Oh, Ooh, check this out! Unboxing. Oh, Boom. beautiful. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is the new uh, sort of Franken Quest that looks two really nice. adapters. Just remember, yeah. the bottom third is getting cut off, Mike. So. This could have been like a oh, legit okay. top two thirds. There, there you go. So that's kind of in the middle there. So this is the uh, this is the elite strap. Um, this is the one that's, that's cracking for everyone, but I don't have any issues with that. I'm fine. <laughs> um, I just see a little. Uh... But this is uh, this is the uh, yeah the Vive Deluxe audio strap with some nice little three D printed adapters. That'd be um, science, like I said, huh? there is a design on uh, Thingiverse. It's not this design, uh, but it's free. Obviously, if you've got a three D printer, this yeah. one is available from a company. Uh, it's got a really funny name. It's called <laughs> Business Company VR. That's their name. <laughs> believe it or not, it's like the temporary name. I hope it <laughs> is actually. Uh, they, when I asked them about it, they said that it was a it was a play, uh, like to kind of take the mick a little bit. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know why. Oh, but yeah, Business funny. Company VR. They make these three D printed adapters, which they sell for twenty bucks. So if you've already got a Vive Deluxe audio strap lying around, this looks you can nice. buy this kit. Um, really it comes nice. in black or white and two different variants. You've got cool. the one with the smooth sides, which enclose the, the mm. Vive Deluxe audio strap, or they've got one which is, um, let me check, here, which has got the, here. it's got like the little um, uh, mounts, you know, like the little pop-on mounts. You know what this reminds uh, me of? There was actually, there's a 3D mod. Yeah, you got pop-on mounts. Oh yeah, or all mm. the ones that enclose. So you've got the choice of two uh, different mounts depending on which one you prefer. I saw a really interesting um, cover on 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 Reddit. Uh, they three D someone three D printed uh, the helmets from Boneworks, like that kind of weird, almost Tron looking headset that you could mount onto the Quest. 
I that. saw that. Yeah, those kind of remind me of of that kind of a fitting. Are they um are they are they quite lightweight? They look like kind of thick, thickly printed. Yep, yeah, super lightweight. You know, uh, they're really like plastic. So if you're interested, uh, I've chucked a link in the description down below. Uh, yeah, it's like weird company name, business company VR, <laughs> but they make these 3D printed mounts. So if you don't have mm. access to your own printer and you're in the US, you can order them. If you're in the UK, you're better off checking out like Etsy or mm. trying to find someone locally to yeah. 3D print some for you instead. It doesn't, it doesn't look bad at all. Like on the first quest, I thought it was really ugly. Um, mm. But on this one with the white, you know, uh, combination, I think it's great. Looks kind of nice. I, I'm yeah. sure Oculus is like, oh. dang it, we tried to prevent people from modding the Quest 2, uh, and now people are doing it again. But I mean, it's their own fault, um, yep. and and I think it's it's awesome to see it. Also, we do need to realize that even if it didn't crack, you don't get speakers with the Elite straps. So on this one, you can just attach they them. They definitely in a nice made the way. trick there, making a, and, a nice audio solution in yeah, one. But they want to yeah, be slick. Sure. They want to be slick. No outside things and. Before you know it, there's gonna be like the Valve Index, uh, you know, uh, speakers on there, and it's like, wow, amazing! Like, I yeah. would totally buy, totally buy. Oh, I can't oh. wait for that mod. The one thing I was gonna say, <laughs> just in terms of Quest Tech, because Mike showed off his gear, I was, um, it, one of the things that was kind of occurred to me in the last week and a half was the battery life, and this is this surprised me, even on Oculus Link, like like the Quest Two charge will die even if you're connected to a PC. Um, after a certain amount of time, very very slowly though, very slowly. It, 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 it's slowly, but you'll st you still only will get maybe five hours or something like that out. Um, I need to do a full run test, but I did a three and a half hour straight stream where I was at seventy seven percent at the end of that doing pop one with a battery in my pocket and a line going to the from the top to the bottom. So, it, depending on the I think wattage of your battery, um, you can kind of prop it up almost enough, right? But it, so far, I haven't found a solution that keeps the quest 100% while you're Not playing. Not 100%, but I, I was running down to 7% when I was playing with GT on the Quest 2, yeah. just playing Pop 1 natively on Quest 2. And then I used the link cable connected to my PC to keep it topped up, and I played for like another hour. Um, and what cable were you using? You were using the official, official. the official link cable, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it's dependent on the rating of your like port on your PC as well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say um, so. But certainly I was impressed uh, that I could... Go Dude, even longer. If, if someone is going to sell a strap where you have a, a built-in battery that is like super OP and then have some great speakers in them and then the design oh, yeah. is just looking good, yeah, I'm yeah. totally buying it. I just want the yeah. full package, you know? Like right now, it's annoying to be or buying, the well, you can't right now buy the strap yeah. from Oculus with the battery thing because then you don't have the speakers. Like if someone just sells the whole thing for and, yeah. and, and asks like a hundred bucks for that or or maybe even more, 150, I think people like, would be down. Rebuff Reality have a, an opportunity to do that, right? Because they, they've they could, made yeah. batteries for yeah. Quest 1. They've yeah. made the VR ears, just put it together with a nice little strap and they've got yeah. like a winner on their hands there. Yeah, 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 do yeah, it, yeah. Rebuff Reality. Do it. Um, Otherwise we will do it. Happen. it. <laughs> oh, we'll do it. We'll make an F Reality strap. <laughs> yeah. we'll I don't know, with one paper and some, some strings, but sure. And some cardboard, yeah, yeah. chewing gum. Real life reality business. Labo, you can make your own. You can make your own strap. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, sad news that the Oculus Elite yeah. straps are Surprising. breaking. Hopefully, they get it resolved uh, pretty soon. They better do. Uh, next bit of news. Also, some sad news. Uh, this is from friends of the show, wow. VR Cover, hmm. who are also having problems with their Quest Two products. Um, and you know. VR Cover, I thought it was really great because at the launch of Quest 2, they announced that they were becoming an, an official Oculus partner, like mm, accessory yeah. partner, Oculus which is really great. Oculus Ready, right? Oculus Ready, yeah. So they were being sold from the official uh, Oculus store in the US. Um, 
And basically, if you're not familiar with VR cover, they make like plastic uh, replacement interfaces with Velcro teeth on them. And then you can just swap uh, two pads over that come in the kit, like a thick one and a thin one. Um, and I've been using VR product cover products for years. I like absolutely love their products. I use them on every single headset I own. Uh, I love them to bits and I've been using them on the Quest 2 and I've been having a great time with it and sort of recommending it as well. But it seems that, um, again, you know, some people have been buying them, reporting back on Reddit that they've had, had some problems with it. And apparently this guy posted a picture. It looked horrendous mm. of like the dye from the foam had like kind of like leaked onto his face. It looked like he had gone around like 10 rounds in a boxing ring <laughs> with someone. Um, it looked hilarious. It, yeah. And I was just like, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. And it's, I don't know if it's just because like I don't sweat very much in vr or what it is but i certainly have not experienced this with vr cover products any, ever before any VR cover yeah well, maybe first time yeah i'm in the same place i mean i've got i'll show you in a second it's embarrassing how many covers i've got but um like you i i've found the covers to be across a, a very long history let's say 80 85 to my satisfaction i think the only things that i've ever found wrong with vr cover is when they've had cloth noses that were not elastically held in place and they kind of yep pressed back on your oh. nose and they've removed that in some of their designs and early on um the way they kept the vr cover and this is like going back to 2017 maybe even 2016 the way they kept the cover on the headset like the original what was it dk2 and cv1 uh, wasn't enough so it would like come out and block the lenses or drop down and get in front of the sensor and stuff like that so the the recent builds have all been fantastic they really know their materials uh, technology yeah, 100%. And th this is why I was so surprised about this. But, um, you know, again, you know, these have been recalled from the official Oculus website. Wow, Zim showing his collection there. <laughs> that is legit. Oh, that is awesome. If you're not you, seeing this live, you're missing out. Is this hanging out. in your closet usually? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like my next oh, Which one am I going to wear today? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should wear. You should have a necklace and put them all around your neck. It's like that. What was, what was that movie where he was collecting like, ears? That's, that oh, reminds me of that yeah. for some reason. That's <laughs> like a tribal uh, hunter. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's like Predator or something. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, getting way off course here. Um, but basically, yeah, so someone someone posted this on Reddit. It appears other people are having issues as well. Um, so again, this product has also been removed from the official store, so no longer available through the official store. And it's a shame because uh, VR Cover were gearing up to launch uh, these uh, to be to be sold on their official website. Mm. Uh, and they were literally just a couple of days out and then they've had to postpone the whole thing. Um, they've actually addressed it and sort of given a little uh, statement. So I thought I'd read this out. Um, we were ready for launch, but there have been reports of some foams having issues with color fastness and some of the color coming off off the foams. The color pigments we have we use have been tested for biocompatibility and are safe to use. If you experience the color coming off, you can simply wash it off with soap and water. So they're saying it's not like dangerous to your skin or anything like that, although still undesirable. Um, we are now uh, taking the necessary steps to ensure the color fastness will be consistent throughout all the foams we produce and ship mm. in the coming weeks. Only a small fraction of foams are affected. If you have already ordered from Oculus and have this issue with our facial interface replacement set for Oculus Quest 2, please contact us at team at vrcover.com and we will replace your foam. Mm. Again, we are truly sorry for, about this and are working <clears throat> overtime to get flawless products to you as quickly as possible. Wow. I was I was kind of expecting the statement to end with we also hired three very sweaty dudes to be testing our VR <laughs> cover products in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't say that. Yeah, shame. No. So yeah, never... it's a shame because like I say, you know, I think their products are always great. Oh. Uh it's a shame that some people are having a, a, a not particularly great time with it, but you know, they they're 
a bit like Oculus, they're doing the right thing, taking the product off the shelf, yeah. making it right, and then they're going to come back the, with their well, product they, soon. The other they've thing had a pretty good like, run so far. What? Yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing I was like going to say, just about the um, about about the the necessity of add-on covers, whether you get it from VR Cover or somebody else. Um, I, I've had situations where, and you'll know if you've had you've encountered one of the VR sweaty types because they are like they like like just eat, the water comes out of every pore in their body. You put them in the headset, you get the headset back, you go, eh, right? But beyond this, I've had a couple of cases now where people have actually short-circuited their device by sweating so heavily yeah, in, yeah. in like a the Beat Vive. Saber session. The Vive and, was the one that... And electrically fried their unit as a result. So I, th I really see it as important, not just for hygiene uh, or comfort, which is probably the main reason for me. It's comfort more than anything else, because I do find the Quest 2 foam to be a little bit irritating. Um, but having another cover on there can also protect you from that, almost like a membrane. You know, it's almost like having a uh, a bed cover or something, you know? Although I don't think, like, the only headsets that ever got killed were the Vive and the Vive Pro, I think. Uh, I've never heard anyone kill a Quest with their sweat or uh, a Develop Index or yeah, CV1. anything. Yeah, CV1. CV1? Yeah, CV1. Oh. I've got pictures of it fried <laughs> from a close okay. friend. So. Yeah. Definitely yeah. heard, uh, like, people frying Vives, but I haven't heard of anyone frying a Quest yet <laughs> through sweat. That would be interesting. What about, yes. what about yeah. a 3D head? Yeah, that one would just break instantly. They just do with a look drop pretty nasty though, because you even get the salt line. You know the salt line. Like if you if you sweat in, you can see the salt line oh, coming up so around gross. the crest. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sadly, um, you know the the dye on the foams for the latest VR cover kits are coming off on people's faces. Wow. Uh, we haven't experienced that, but some people have reported that on Reddit. Uh, but VR cover are addressing the issue by um, making some adjustments, so, and they'll be bringing out the products on their okay. official website in the next couple of weeks. Do you have any good news, or is VR dead by now? Because uh, uh, Realize VR is dead, you know. Well, I've got a, I've got more bad news actually. Sorry. Oh, you do. Okay. okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Everyone, don't, don't panic. VR is dead, according but to like, Mike's like news today. But just, sure. just just with the, the first two products, you know, with the Elite Strap and with the <laughs> VR covers, you know, it is a few only a few people experience these yeah, problems. Okay, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just just be just just you know, if you're having the, the issues, contact support on both the you know the, both <laughs> manufacturers, and they'll get it fixed for you. Um, next bit of bad news. God, well, it is bad news. Bad news? Uh, it's, it's for PSVR owners. Uh, and that is because uh, Beat Saber multiplayer's up, uh, the Beat Saber multiplayer update has been delayed mm. uh, even further for them. So, you know, we all got the Beat Saber update last week uh, on Steam, Quest, and Rift. Yeah. But PSVR owners were a bit but upset. They were honestly, kind of left out. Everything nowadays since Facebook took it over is always delayed on PlayStation. Are you so, trying to suggest it's intentional? Yeah, what are you trying to say, Nathy? Uh, trying, trying to, trying to, to spill here? the tea over there? Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Well, uh, they, the Beat Saber team uh, tweeted out this week. They said, dear PSVR players. I feel like <laughs> we need some like sad dear. sad music in the background, you know, with, and <laughs> black and white and raining. Yeah. Dear, just imagine that if you're an audio Can you listener. do it in a sad way? Okay. Dear PSVR players, we're so sorry that multiplayer is still not available for PS4. Bringing multiplayer to PS4 is a priority for us, but development is taking much longer than we expected. We're trying to deliver multiplayer in January if everything goes to plan. We will keep working on multiplayer for PS4 as fast as possible. Yeah. Along with yeah. exciting new music content on the way, thank you to everyone for your ongoing understanding, support, and patience with this. We really appreciate it. Condolences, mm. Sony. Yeah. <laughs> Yours um, truly. Suspicious. So yeah. Suspicious. Uh, news. No, no, no. I think, I think, like, I mean, have you guys been playing much Beat Saber multiplayer since it landed? 
Oh, you had that so I played my brother and my VR. dad. Well, yeah. John Carmack has. Like, he's not even working anymore. He's not playing Beat Saber all day. But yeah, January kind of sucks. Like, it's, it's still like a few months away, you know, especially as everyone else is enjoying it. So, so it, I, it, it, it's disappointing. I kind of feel like it's one of those things, though, that um, like the PlayStation environment, that ecosystem is, is, is probably as distant from the PC VR and Quest, you know, ecosystems that it can be. So those yeah. players tend to be a little bit isolated. Um, I particularly like. It's liked, been a bit quiet around there. It's been right? very quiet. I was just about to say. So um, Anthony from uh, VR three six five mentioned, and I, I I I found a really interesting thing. I was going to save it for releases, but this dovetails nicely here. The European PSVR store is either today down for maintenance or has been taken down because uh, the only store that's available right now shows all the like heavy hitter titles but you can no longer search by release date and all that kind of stuff. So between the two, interesting. yeah, Anthony mentioning and kind of having a bit of a rant on, uh, you know, there not being enough PSVR games in the last 90 days. And that bit, it's got me kind of going, hmm, actually, there might be something to this. And I was kind of noticing a, a bit of a dry spell over the last two months as well. Are we And we had all the, like, I don't know if it's like, real now or not real because we've had like conflicting reports with like the PlayStation 5 whether it's going to support VR or not because there has been some picture surfacing that it didn't like include the VR logo and all of this stuff yeah so you know it's like it's a bit weird yeah but like, like for how long do you want them to still make games for for a system that is now kind of you know old um, with Iron Man VR I think they they ended it pretty well so I don't know what people still expect uh, I mean uh, it came out in 2016 we're like four years in I was already like expecting last year that they would kind of you know end end with like all the content so, so you, I'm you not think surprised that come with a new VR headset rather soon of course because I otherwise so. like you can't you can't I don't know like they could maybe I mean they, they could handle it to not make VR content for their their old system because the back catalog is still there you know, and it still works for people. So I don't think you necessarily need to uh, keep making content until a new one arrives. Uh, yeah. Especially of what you like. Look at the library they made; it's insane what no, they what they pulled out. It's fantastic. What I what I would like so, to see from them. Sure. You know how um, on PS uh, on PC VR releases, and like if I think back ten years and I go to like a UK gaming store called Game, for example, they used to have these like classic boxes which would come out, and it's like this is a classic game, and they re-release it. Does that exist now in the digital form? Aside from a full remaster, which is like remastering the product, mm. and aside from sales, like a Steam sale or another platform, yeah. do we have something where classics kind of really get to be resurfaced and enjoyed no. by people who don't know them? Uh, not really. It's rare. It's yeah. rare. It's so digital um, now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I also saw Anthony saying that, that PSVR is dead. Uh, I don't think it's dead at all. Um, no. But well, um, it's still got Hitman coming as well, which is a huge title. Yeah, plus, right? like, again, again, uh, like, based on how many releases there are still coming or not, a, a headset isn't dead, you know? Um, so, no. yeah, maybe next it's year we're going to hear some more. quiet. Yeah, quiet, but I, I think that's their style as well. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about them making some awesome titles for the next one. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to this whole thing. I mean, I think PSVR is just... It's maybe getting a little long in the tooth just the hardware. So I'd be really keen for them to yeah. drop new hardware next year. Yeah. So yeah. It's interesting. Just going back to Beat Saber Multiplayer, I kind of went hard on it when I talked about it originally because it didn't have any voice chat. You know, like I was a bit disappointed it didn't have voice chat in the lobby and you had to use uh, like server codes to invite friends over. And I just mm. thought, 
you know, for an Oculus own company, I thought it was a bit clunky. Yeah. But, you know, having played with my dad and my brother using like just the party chat system, although I have to listen to them heavy breathing during the music, <laughs> it is it is like it does work. Do you know what I mean? Like you can you can set up a game that way. You tell them the server code. They jump in. You can talk about what song you're going to play. But like you you, know, you do have to listen to them breathe <laughs> throughout the song, yeah. which is a bit disappointing. Like, I, so, I agree with you, Mike. I think they should have found like some it should have been better. I think, that. Uh, but that's especially th- considering. I mean, it's not like the small company anymore that launched Beat Saber yeah. in the beginning, right? And 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 don't forget about the avatars. Like you throw some Roblox avatars in there that don't fit the style of your game at all. Yeah. It's so cheap. I've never seen so so many cheap avatars in in, in one virtual space before. Yeah. Like if like imagine if they used the the ones from venues, you'd be yeah. like, wow, now yeah. we're getting there. So yeah. yeah, like again, the social push of of Facebook in terms of yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it on the quest. Yeah. Uh, but what, one thing I noticed was that if you play with three players, like in three players in total, you're mm. you're really far away. You can barely yeah, see them. They're, like they're yeah. in the distance. Yeah. But if you just play with another person, it's almost like they're opposite you on the left slightly, and you they're actually much closer up, and it's way way better actually. I've only yeah. done that's the thing. I've only done like fours and fives. I've not done like two or three people. And just do a one on one. It's way really un, unsatisfying, actually. I, I mean, I don't yeah. compared to something like um, oh, fuck, I'm forgetting the name now. The one with the spinny orbs. Um, oh, uh, Airtone. <laughs> not it. God no. Synth Riders. Synth Riders. Thank you, Mike. Oh, um, that's what Synth Riders does great multiplayer. Like you talk to each other in the lobby, you set up, you don't hear them breathing during, um, but you can optionally with push to talk. Uh, talk, communicate during the multiplayer. So Synth Riders is like six months yeah. ahead. The fancy avatar system, like I feel like they they bit off more than they could chew on trying to design this thing. Uh. And and what's resulting is actually underwhelming. And like what uh. like I share with Nathie's uh, you know thoughts on this. I'm not happy with the avatar system. I, I'm just not. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like, uh, I, I imagine multiplayer and Beat Saber just different. I I don't think this is it yeah. necessarily. I, and I, I think agree. I think also beat games. Um, of course, they got taken over by Facebook. So Facebook made this game mode. Uh, if you if you you know uh, look at it technically, um, and I think they w- were the ones who said like, oh, let's make Beat Saber multiplayer, and they had an idea of how that should look like and how that should work. Well, I'm sure that the team, the Beat Games team, had an idea themselves too on how to do it. But I don't know, like multiplayer. Like I was hoping, first of all, that there would have been a mode where you would be able to play together and just uh, like have like two yeah. like different color, uh, you know, mm. uh, blocks coming at you and then having to work together and have like this innovative new way of uh, partying up and then maybe, mm. yes, also competing with each other. I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's all a little bit cheap and uh, it's or, not or coming like from beat the, games their with hands. The, with the original Tetris when you like, you know, had like a, not, like a Tetris or something that it would go to the other one, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, like some fun Absolutely. Yeah. That is, I've been playing a lot of Tetris Effect lately and other kinds of Tetris and that kind of block sharing, any kind of lane swap, any kind of non-Euclidean interaction, like they could have done so many smart things with this. And I just feel like they kind of gave us an underwhelming version of, of something that other equivalent games have already done better. Already done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just like Eleven says in uh, Stranger Things, don't be a mouth breather. That's all I'll, <laughs> I'll end that one on. 
<laughs> but you can play using the party system. Um, so that is Beat Saber delayed coming to PSVR hopefully in January if if it doesn't get delayed again, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, last bit of news. Let's kind of round it up with maybe some scary games, some suggestions from us as a team about what maybe you should be playing during the Halloween season if you want to be scared. And, uh, if you want to be yeah. scared. Yeah, if you want to be scared in VR, then here's some great games. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to go first? Anyone, any volunteers? Too scared. Feel free to obviously <laughs> share, share your suggestions in the chat as well if you want to share some of your favorite scary oh, games that you've uh, maybe played in the past. I'll go, I'll go first. That's fine. Okay, go on. Um, go so the game I'm going to talk about is actually going to update this week. Um, okay. It's affected the manner. And this is a game that we probably all played at some point. I played recently, and I couldn't believe how different it was. Like, the game has matured. Unlike Red Halls, which has basically stayed the same game for a very long time, um, affected was like totally different pathing, different enemies, different objects. This is this is a game that um, is getting an update specifically for the Quest 2, which makes me really excited for it, for real lighting. And there's a mode where all you have is a candle. And as you're walking through the corridors in that, that's all the light you get. But it's got real lighting now, real up, real-time update and shadows. The original Quest doesn't get that. But this one does. And it looks really cool. They've, they've uh, launched a cool trailer. I'd recommend people check it out. I'm running it, but look at the look at the full thing for the full effect. Um, so Affected has three main modes. There's a, I'll call it the story mode, which can last you maybe in excess of an hour and a half, um, which is the main run. And then you've got these additional modes, like the Gauntlet, which I find really interesting, and this new update called the Darkness. So that's the one with the candle. The gauntlet is something I've never seen done before. It's a procedural hallway with pathing and lots of littered with jump scares. And you have to, almost as like a carnival uh, contestant, run the gauntlet. So you run the gauntlet and it listens to you and it scores you based on how much you scream. And oh I've done this a God, couple of times. Serious? Yeah. So <laughs> wow. you just you leg it down this gauntlet. There's furniture falling in your place. There's little baby dolls jumping at you. There's oh my God, windows breaking. There's furniture flying around. Um, and then you get to the end. And it's like you have to get there as fast as you can uh, in the straightest path. And then you get scored globally or whatever. And you get your score for how much you screamed and how quickly you finished the level. That's called oh. the gauntlet. <laughs> the and so if you're looking for replayability, the thing with VR games, particularly horror games, is they tend to be kind of a one one and done affair this one you've got the main story which actually has some procedural elements the hallways and stuff will change and i've found that to be dramatic enough that it is interesting for replayable sake uh you've got the gauntlet and now this new mode which is the darkness uh update which is looks awesome because the candlelight thing and stuff that you can't see is one of the worst parts of vr horror the only thing that i'm going to call out because i keep because i've been doing lots of vr horror lately people are saying to me ah but isn't the quest 2 i've been hearing that because it's an LCD panel, the blacks are terrible, and it's horrible for uh, VR horror immersion. I totally disagree. I have been sweating buckets, screaming, <laughs> shuddering, all of that stuff. I do, For me personally, I didn't actually like the original Quest panel. It was, like, too murky or something. Um, but this one is, is, is absolutely fine. I don't notice it as a problem. So maybe you guys register the grays thing as a problem. Mm. For me personally, it's totally fine. And it, this is one of those games affected the manner that I think you should try uh, and scare your family with dude like babies in vr baby dolls are like so scary so scary like i i think in uh, what is it uh ghost town mind ride ghost town the, mind ride. it's like that one title where you're like in this I, roller coaster. I, the funny thing is i just saw it pop up in chat because it was always my oh, someone my actually mentioned it too wow yeah, yeah. yeah like, but they're, they're like babies saying they're, uh i'm still a fan of ghost town oh. mind ride and shooting gallery <laughs> 
that game is like jump back with like jump scares, but they're like babies in there. Yeah, it's babies like in hey, 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 you, you, or something like that. And oh, then you gosh. go to this, and then it grabs your up. face. It's like really scary. <laughs> oh god, no! But it's like a, it's like a, like a funny horror title, right? Yeah, it's no, not, it's, I mean. Yeah, no, it there is. are jump scares in there, but no, it's not like you, you, there's so many in there that you kind of like grow music. Not my, that, that wasn't my highlight though, but it, that's definitely yeah. a classic. For sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you just reminded that's me there are like Russia Blood, which is another classic one, kind oh, of wow. funny, yeah, but it's at the same, same time. Yeah, it's the same, yeah. same thing, same thing. Yeah. Go on then, Nathy. What's what's your uh, horror yeah. recommendation then for Halloween? So I Bucks want next? to do Bucks next. Snap <laughs> 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 on Quest. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, sure. What bears? What bears? Any, anything else? <laughs> Sorry, go. Halo Recruit, maybe? That's scary. Mm. Ooh, yeah. um, that is scary. Yeah, I know. Um, no, it's um, it's Edge of Nowhere. Um, it came out mm. in uh, 2016. Uh, was a title for the Oculus Rift CV1, so we're talking PC VR here. And, well, uh, it's a motion controller like as well. Third person, right? Sorry? Third person. Yeah, after Kronos, it was like one of the first yes. VR third-person titles. So, so you're yeah. the camera, and and this little person is in front of you walking around. It's really cool because you get a sense of depth that you usually don't get when you're, of course, in first person. It's it's very unique. Um, and um, so, Edge of Nowhere takes place in Antarctica, uh, and you're um, like you're looking for your fiance, and she was on an expedition with some other people. And you hear this radio call and you need to, well, follow that radio call um, into, let's say, the deep, you know, uh, dark uh, corners of, of the ice. And then you go deeper and deeper and you go a little bit insane and you see things that aren't there and then you see things that are. Um, it, it's a crazy title. And you would think that if you play third person you know, uh, then that it would be less scary because, you know, the little guy is the one that gets attacked, for example. But it isn't like because in, in, in your uh, corners of your eyes, there are still things popping up and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to highlight it because uh, I, I think that Oculus has done a well a bad job at um, promoting older titles mm. um, that were amazing, that didn't have much... Uh, lifetime at all, I feel like. Well, like this Arctica one. Article one. Yeah, also, <laughs> also, or, or really Wilson's hired uh, another one. Mm. You know, um, those are not getting promoted anymore. Of course, they're PC VR, so you know, if you want to play it on a Quest, you do need to have a PC in in some way. Um, but yeah, this one is great. I think third person is an under, um, you know, estimated genre in the VR scene. One that I still like a lot. Um, and this one has a great story to it. Uh, I don't know how long it was. I think it was like maybe eight hours or so. Was oh, it no. two hours? Uh, I think it was. About, I think it was two about hours? two. It was. It was pretty quick. I remember uh, it being like super long, but I don't know. Yeah, Kronos was super long, which was the other one. But oh, yeah, um, that, that one was really. That's long. forty okay. hours uh, as a game, which is insane. I never actually beat it, but um, yeah, two, I think it was about two hours, two and a half. But it's a, it, it feels like a Tomb Raider or Nathan Drake type yeah. adventure. Yeah, yeah no, and true. I, I've not seen. I don't think I've seen the Antarctica kind of landscape presented as well as no. in Edge of Nowhere. I, so I wonder really if uh, cool. Oculus doesn't promote these titles because they're not compatible with Link. Maybe they haven't been Link enabled mm. because that was a dev option. Um, not every dev uh, mm, activated that, it. So maybe that's why. I don't, I don't know, know, but maybe that's just a guess. So according uh, to the internet, it's around four hours long. Um, and um, something else I should say is it's made by Insomniac. And it, yeah. I think this was their 
Was this their first VR title or their second? Was Chronos first? I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I was a big fan of this one for sure. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and this was before um, Move controllers came out, like yeah. Touch controllers came Xbox out. So you had to use a, an Xbox controller. Yeah. I wonder if you can use a, the uh, Move controllers now or the Touch controllers. Sorry. They, if it ever, has ever been uh, been updated. But it's yeah. just a shame. Like this game has just a nice style to it. It, it has a good story. So mm. like I'm the one here that is bringing it back to life basically. Uh, nice. So yeah, if you like third person horror, this is it. What about you then, Rowdy? What's your Yeah, uh, Nate already briefly mentioned it, but uh, my highlight would be uh, Wilson's Heart. Uh, oh, yeah. Another old but gold uh, title, I nice. think. And I don't think there's any other virtual reality game really like it. Um, that's mainly the reason why I, why I chose it. Mm. Yeah. Um, it is a horror game, but it's a very different kind of horror game. Even if you play PC horror games, I, I, I mean, there are probably things like that on the PC market, but... It feels like a very different kind of style of horror. It is scary. Yeah? Don't get me wrong. It's like it's it's more like a I would say like a like a like you're in a psychological thriller movie, yeah. uh, like one of the old style like the the Dracula or the Frankenstein movies. Like if if you if you're a little bit of like a, a movie fanatic, then I think that you will really enjoy this kind of uh, this kind of game. Um, and it has a murderous teddy bear, which I think is also oh a big plus yeah. uh, in there. And it's one of those games that, and like I said it already, like, you know, I, I almost reiterate myself like every podcast, but it's one of those games that where I think that you know, they use the motion controllers again so well. Like I remember very in the beginning of the scene when you have, you know, that thing coming out of your head, yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to like yeah. pull it out by well, looking, looking at yourself in the yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those kind of things, I wish we saw that in more virtual reality games because that is like using VR to the max. And doing that kind of stuff just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that game. I haven't finished it. It's roughly about five hours long in total. Uh, I haven't finished it fully. Uh, but it's it's so well done. And the atmosphere of it is just so, it's, uh, so gritty. It's fully black and white. So it really lives up to that atmosphere of like mm-hmm. you know, being absolutely scared to death. Um, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, if, if there if there is a horror game that I that I have to recommend, it would definitely be that. It's one. it's it's like you're right. Like it's jam packed with interactions that you don't see uh, nowadays. It's so weird. Well, this one was one of the you know like yeah. like when it came out, I was like, wow, this is like unique in, in its and, own and the, way. And the nice thing is like the the graphics that they use will probably still hold. Yeah, no. now because yeah. it uses that 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 noir a little bit like cartoony. Uh, uh, um, uh, style of like uh, yeah. of, of like uh, graphics, so I, I really like like it. rounded low poly as well. I finished the game. Yeah, um, is very oh, unsettling. Yeah. It's very unsettling, is what I'd say. If I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's a bit like Lies Beneath, which is another closer, mm-hmm. more recent title, which is like you almost feel like you're in a graphic novel or a comic book. Um, yeah. You're right. It's like a noir piece of cinema. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was it was yeah, it was kind of less like horror and more like emotional drain like uh, there like are a few thriller. more elements yeah. but it just yeah. it, my god it was sucking the life out of me while i was playing it um yeah. and i but I, I, that's that's really well done though if you can achieve that as a as, yeah. a, as a game developer yeah. i think that's, but, but that's, 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 that's you know what it feels like it, throughout the whole thing it feels like 2020 <laughs> but, but again this, this this comes back to like i feel like back in those days they were more carefully writing the story and then building a game on it and just kind of taking their time to make something you know that is really taking you uh, you know down the rabbit hole um something that i should say about this title i don't know if they ever fixed it but 
Um, this was kind of in the era of like we wanted more room scale. This was one of the last games like why, why do I need to teleport to the next? That necessarily isn't bad. I think if you if you play this, you're still gonna have a great time because you know it, it pays off. It's just that it, it it was constantly telling me like, oh, you need to look forward. You need to look forward because you had like yeah. the sensors yeah. and Oculus was focusing on the people with just two cameras. Um, it's like just talking about all these games so far. It's like why are you not just kind of you know making them ready for Oculus Link? Also controller wise, because mm. I'm sure the tutorials are all going to show the old controllers. That that point yeah. you make though, Nathy, I think a lot of people who are new to VR who maybe just picked up a Quest Two won't know that back in the day when it was Oculus uh, with the Rift and then HTC with the Vive, that actually Oculus had banked on as their first pitch, which is shocking to people now. 180 degree tracking, not yeah. not 360. Yeah. So you yeah. would set two cameras or one camera on a desk, have your CV1 on and be playing. But like the PlayStation VR, if you turn around, certain things would not work well. So they did yeah, have I these reminders in if games. If they maybe updated the game afterwards. I don't think I so. They barely updated anything. Like also, as Mike said, Arctica 1 and all those, those mm. great titles we know from 2016, they have not been updated. If you jump into them now, um, you just see the old controllers uh, and, and all the old mechanics that yeah. are not really, you know. And some of them just are broken and don't actually function, you know, if you don't have. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> that's the other thing. Some of them haven't been updated. That's the sad thing, particularly things on Steam that used to support like CV1 not being able to work on more modern headsets. So that's yeah. that's kind of sad. Do you, you, know, do you think happens. they could port uh, Wilson's Hard Over to Quest? Yes. They probably could pull it off, I think. Quest 2, yes. Yeah. Edge of Nowhere as well, I think. So, yeah. If they yeah. can, if they can bring a game but of Insom- population one together, they should not be gonna, able to do that as well. It's not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The thing is, I just now I just want everything. You know, it's like bring yeah. bring yeah. everything over, course. and I'm sure devs want it too because it's the it's art style fits money. it already. I think it's also great for people who are uh, still learning to get into VR because it's all just standing and and it's not room yeah. scale. That's also one thing I should say because if you were leaning forward then it started to dip to black. That was also one of those classic things that you got. But mm-hmm. I think if you're new but to VR... But played with it very well, though, because I remember that one scene where you need to, uh, you know, you need to get closer and closer to a certain thing up until you can finally, like, mm. pull it back. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they did some really cool Showing you things up front. interactions uh, w- mm. with that game. Yeah. Cool. Nice, yeah, nice solid recommendation nice. there. Yeah. yeah. So my uh, recommendation would be uh, Face Your Fears 2. And this is probably more specific to me because I hate spiders. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. detest spiders in VR. And they did spiders in VR, like, super well to my detriment. Uh, and I remember being on the show floor at OC5, I think, with Zim. And he was like, <laughs> you need to play this Face Your Fears. They've made a sequel of Face Your Fears 2 because I played the original Face Your Fears, which is only available on Oculus Go, which is a shame because... It was a series of small little experiences that you could try. You could be in a plane crash. You could have spiders crawling over your face, which was horrendous. (laughs) And then they basically put some of these fears together in like a kind of uh, story-driven campaign in Face Your Fears 2, which some people didn't like, but I personally really liked it. And it kind of like strung a lot of these fears together. So you'd have like spiders being buried alive. You'd have rats, uh, tentacles underwater and all sorts of crazy stuff. But it was the spiders that particularly... (laughs) got me is that and the one where this... you're in the basement oh, they, they did it in a shed oh, the, the shed, basement yeah. one was in the, in the original face oh, that was fears. the original one yeah. no, that was the original face so they have brought yeah, in this is the yeah. thing um mike there is actually an updated version which you would hate um so at, at, because the first game had um all those like bite-sized elements 
They've brought yeah. in about six of those into Face Your Fears 2. I don't know if you've done them. The original One, ones. They didn't bring the original ones in. They've got new ones. And and they've actually got VR elements in them now. So you've got they're, one. They're, uh, I know what you mean. They're in the game, though. So you actually experience those throughout the, the, the two stories. Like, and you can uh, pick them from the beginning and play them out straight away without having to play the single-player campaign. Is oh, there dear. one where you're climbing up out of a tomb? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. And is there one with a tentacle? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know you. I, see, I, I got so disinterested in the primary yeah, game that I just played the bite-sized ones. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. what you're saying, Mike, like you, you can play a very long kind of scary thing, but you can also go for a shorter version that is more uh, targeted towards people that you want to show the quest yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. But they would do like some really clever things. Like you would pick up a key, for example, and you'd look at the key and you'd turn your hand and there'd be a spider crawling on your virtual oh, hand. God. And you would instinct... Like, instinct would kick in that you just want to launch that controller like the other yeah. side of your room <laughs> um and it's that kind of like natural instinct that i, I you know that i got and playing the, that, that and the audio brought... like the the spatial audio where it's like you feel something you see something crawling and then you can also hear it going it's behind horrible. you and then you horrible. start feeling it in real life right it's horrible <laughs> horrible 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 yeah so like if if you if you hate spiders but you want to scare yourself uh, Face Your Fears 2, I think, does the best spiders in VR. Paradise Decay says that Mike has not really experienced a horror game with spiders. He should see them in Propagation VR, which is very good game. and I'm not playing that game. Steam. I'm not oh, playing that game. That, you know, that's, like, that's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but like in the garden with the, the Creeper Crawlies. I've seen oh, game, clips yeah. of that. I don't want to yeah. play that game. No? Yeah, there's oh, no, no, another no, no, one that, that was really good um, that you just reminded Pro me of called Attack of the Bugs, which... Oh, yeah, I played that one as well. <laughs> yeah, you were creeped out of this one, I think, and I was as well. Because I'm not a fan of spiders and bees. Like, those are the things that, for me, I just, I run out of this room screaming. Uh, it's it's a very unmanly thing, but it's true. Um, so, oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah, but yeah, that was one where you basically have, like, pesticides and stuff. You have these little, like, toy soldiers and stuff coming at you. I played that game. Yeah, it's horrible. So weird. Like, that's, is that a that's wave-based wave spider shooter, wave. right? It's a wave-based wave wave spider shooter, shooter yeah. but it, it's, like, it's got mechanics of, like, a toy soldier sim in VR, and the spiders, oh, like, God. leap at you and stuff. It's not comfortable yeah. i was getting mixed up actually propagation vr is the wave shooter that looks very good it's got very good graphics uh, and it's free on steam yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's got a big spider in it oh, that's man. why i haven't played it yet that's it's weird that. like everything we mentioned like i feel like uh the last few years in terms of halloween with releases the games are kind of mediocre and it's usually shuffleware that comes out there are a few but well, usually they're not in vr um so yeah, i don't know we've got yeah. a good one in zim's releases later on so yeah Stay tuned for that. Don't worry. Um, I mean, actually, to be honest, and uh, I'll just to jump to the chase a little bit, there aren't that many shovelware items. I've seen one or two in, in Steam, but uh, in terms of oh. Oculus Quest, Oculus Home in general, um, we're not yeah, seeing the flood PC... we've seen in the last two years. No, but that's because PC VR has kind of dropped in interest, mm. and, yeah. and, and developers can't just, yeah, they can get on side quests, but I think half of them don't even know. Um, no, I, I would love to see more. I would, for example, love to see... Um, I think they did that uh, on, on PC, Friday uh, the 13th. You had like this multiplayer game where you had like four people having to hide from the slasher, from the from the killer. Mm -hmm. and, and they had to just, just hide under the bed and stuff. It was like kind of this hide and seek game that you could play online. And the other one is, I think this was from a YouTuber from Syndicate. They made this horror game together. I don't know what the name was, but you could just scare your friends being dressed as a ghost. So you had this house and you could just wait in a closet and then just scare them and then disappear again and just go somewhere else and just feck around with, with everyone. So I would love to see some multiplayer horror stuff that would really be fun to play. 
together. One suggestion that I saw uh, a couple of times in the chat, which we should mention uh, because it is epic, and that is Alien Isolation. Yeah. Obviously, it was yeah. never designed to be played in VR. Well, it kind of was, but then yeah. they kind of cancelled it. Uh, but then a mod came out, and you can play Alien Isolation in VR. And if True. you've got the patience to get it all set up, I think it's pretty easy to set up, though, to be honest. Yeah. Um, then go and give it a go, because being hunted by that <sighs> xenomorph and then hiding oh. in lockers, and you can't oh. scream or breathe because oh, it can it's... pick up your microphone and it will know where you are. Like, that's just that's, that's just like pure terror. To be honest, actually, there's a few here, like um, Saints and Sinners, the use of the yeah. in, in in game microphone, uh, the developers commented that that's not working on Quest at the moment. Um, actually, okay. because when it does, and they can hear your breathing and they can kind of attract to you, that's pretty mm -hmm. good. From Other Sons is also another good From one. From Other Sons, yeah. But the one that we really sh are missing, and I'm sure Chad is, oh, of course, they're they're, they're screaming at us like phobia, right? Because <laughs> this is what the whole internet's been on about. Mm -hmm. So we have the lovely uh, we have the lovely time of tomorrow. We're gonna go and. <laughs> Go ghost hunting as a mm -hmm. team. Yep. We're all very excited for this, by the way. Very excited. And Half-Life <laughs> Alex is excited. technically also a horror game, especially yeah. the part where all the funny uh, headcrabs are, you know? The hotel. Yeah. What is the hotel called again? Northern Star? North, 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 North Star. Star. Oh, North Star. God. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> yeah. let's Flashbacks. Yeah. PS what, PTSD? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from yeah, the North Star. De definitely, definitely. Yeah. So there's some horror experiences you can check out. Like uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be uh, streaming Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, yeah. Phasmophobia. Tomorrow. So go and check out uh, Zim's stream for that. It's going to be fun. No, no, it's um, going to be fun. Let's get into a hot topic though, because this is uh, kind of interesting. This is new hardware, um, which is always exciting, I think, to talk about new hardware. Um, and this is an interesting new headset called the Decker Gear One. And it's from a company in Singapore called Mega Dodo Simulation Games. <laughs> Mega Dodo. <laughs> so if that name alone so doesn't after, inspire after, confidence, then... Again? Master Business Company VR? We We've got some crackers, wait, wait, yeah. Are, are those the ones who also made the Dodo Island game? I don't believe so. I don't oh. believe so. Okay. No. They weren't. Okay. They weren't, no. Okay. But that's, that's the company name, Megadodo Simulation mm. Games. They're making this headset. Okay. So this was announced this week, surprise announcement, kind of like took everyone by surprise. Yeah. And it's a PC-based headset, so it's not standalone. So just bear that in mind. Not competition for the Quest. Mm. But it might be competition for some other PC VR headsets. It's fully compatible with Steam VR. The headset uses four inside-out tracking cameras that are based on the, the front sort of corners of the headset. Mm -hmm. uh, it features a 2160 by 2160 resolution per eye uh, display, uh, which is kind of comparable with what HP are offering with the HP Reverb G2, which mm -hmm. is nice. Runs at 90 hertz. Uh, we don't know really about field of view. They haven't mentioned that, so I'm just assuming that it's running at the standard sort of like 110 degrees uh, field of view. Um, but what's interesting about this headset is that it's kind of built and designed specifically with multiplayer VR experiences in mind. Mm. So this is kind of interesting. Ow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's it, a good question. So it features facial tracking using two infrared cameras, one located in between the lenses and one just above your mouth. Uh, and this is to track your eye, eyes, eye movement and mouth. And they, use, they call this technology face flow. Uh, that's kind of what they're they're calling it. Uh, so not only are your eyes tracked, but also your eyelids, your eyebrows, your upper nose, your forehead, mouth, lips, cheeks, and even your tongue, which oh. is going to be very interesting in social experiences like VR chat oh if they God. can support the SDK because you know you need to yeah. implement the SDK for this functionality to work. For tongue tracking, good as well. The way they do it, like it looks if you see the video, like it it looks 
pretty. I mean, it's not perfect since the, I think I believe they track like fifty muscles, and your face has like you know a lot of muscles that uh, in order to use to to get impression. But it it's like a next kind of level that they show in order to get some basic impressions of. Uh, yeah you know, and they have tongue tracking you know very important so. so this is a consumer headset consumer headset yeah with with Absolutely. face tracking with face tracking that would be the first yeah. then and tongue tracking and forehead tracking and because, yeah, because Pro is the not... hp omnicept edition is main mainly aimed at business yeah, that's also um, business. consumers can and, buy it but it's aimed at business okay but and that would be the first one right so it would be the first aimed at consumers, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, they've also got some interesting other bits and pieces. And let me dive into this a little bit. They've also yeah. got a sensor which is included in the bundle called a Decker Move. And this attaches to your hip, right? So it's what? a little puck. like It's almost like a Vive tracker that attaches to your hip. And this is what they state. I don't really yeah. get this that much. Maybe you guys will understand it better than I did. But they state that this is so players' move direction would be based on the hip and where the hip is facing to provide the, a natural movement control in continuous locomotion, freeing players' hands to focus on interaction and the head to spectate around for risks and opportunities. Oh, that's I super. I think that's a brilliant idea. That's brilliant. Like, I, re I really do. Because um, I, I did a really short video on like explaining, you know, the, the, the kind of course that they went from like, you know, trying to develop a, mo a movement solution for virtual mm -hmm. reality. Because there is not a really perfect motion solution. You either have hat tracking or you, or you have hand tracking in virtual reality. Yeah. The problem with hat tracking is that you will always run to where you're, you're, you're aiming at, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah, for, for, let's take the example of a first-person shooter. But from an ideal point of view, you kind of want to run into a certain direction and shoot in a different direction, maybe. You want to strafe. When yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Or, or you want to shoot backwards or whatever. But you can't do that um, with hat tracking because you will always be running into the direction that you're looking at. Therefore, right. it's the direction that you're shooting. So games like Onward or Pavlov, they have something called hand tracking where you push like a controller forward and then in the direction of where your hand is, you will move forward or backwards or whatever it is. The problem with that is, is if you use two hands with, with trying to aim or stuff, sometimes you will not always be able to move in a certain direction. So mm. ideally, you would have to decouple movements from hand tracking as well, uh, since it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the next step. But if you think of it, like your body is always kind of like um, aimed in the direction that you're running, unless yeah. you're, for example, strafing, but that's a different, kind of, a different kind of movement. So you can easily do that with a controller. So if you can disconnect that and connect it to, for example, the hip movement, um, you basically can just push a button or use the controller in order to move in the direction that your hip is facing. And I think that's a really, really good solution yeah. in order to, especially for like first-person shooters and, and especially if, you complete, if you're playing competitively, that you have a full decoupling of the forward movement exactly. from your hands and from, yeah. your, for, from your head. I think it's ingenious. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard of hip tracking. And, and instantly, when you described it, Mike, brain just clicked. That would be so useful. The only question then is, would it be available platform level um, and be supported ubiquitously across the applications? Because if it's going to be an API related to that hardware or required development time, this is, this is this not going to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? This headset is is, is, is is far ahead of its time. As we just said, it's the first one that has all of these features. 
the rest of the headsets are not doing that yet. They are kind of, well, you know, sticking mm -hmm. a, with... A lot of the features that they're listing are kind of like the features that I was like expecting in like the Quest 2 of like, you know, being the next generation. Um, but I mean, I don't know if it's true, of course, you know, we have to see this uh, and it's, it's always a bit like, like, oh, I'm not going to say suspicious, but uh, it's always a bit like weird when you see this well, small company come out of nowhere. Um, except yeah, for when especially it with the Oculus. mega Dodo game uh, title. Yeah, but so, I do like a lot of the things that they're saying and promising course, to do. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, but it's interesting. The way you described it kind of made it click in my mind. I didn't really kind of get where they were going with it, but you, you explained it very well, Rowdy. So thank you very much they, for that. They did it with the with the Valve Pucks. You remember the, mm. those, those Vive Pucks? Uh, they yeah. did that uh, as well. Uh, yeah. Where you could like you know, attach them to different parts of your body, and then hip tracking was mm -hmm. one of those things as well. Uh, and several games implemented it, and I believe even that was it Pavlov or Onward that uh, that supported like that. Because I saw in the list of of the of the uh, of the new virtual reality headset that you mentioned uh, that they uh, listed Pavlov in there as well, and I was wondering mm -hmm. that they listed Pavlov in there because it's already supported before, already, like already supported something similar like that. Interesting. Don't quote me on that since I'm not sure of that. So, but, yeah. uh, so I think so. I guess this will then also come with its own software, must be. Um, and, 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 and this company, what is their track record in terms of what they did before? Well, this is the thing, no one knows. <laughs> because, um, yeah, because no one knows this company's track record. It's like, like if they uh, made software or, or games or, or, or maybe uh, tech before, then it would make sense. But I've never heard of this, this company no. before. No. And, and, even and, if I, um, and even if I did, then I like with that name, like, sorry, but the name is very strange. It's very strange well, enough. They, they, they don't mention it? that name anywhere. That that's name <laughs> that name comes from LinkedIn. Obviously, they don't oh, put that on the website. Yeah, true. Yeah, but no, that's, I looked that's it up. The, I looked the it up. And yeah. it, that's correct. That is the name. Yeah. Um, because yeah. like I looked it up too, and I saw that the guy is um, originally from Israel. Mm -hmm. He is in Thailand right now, according to LinkedIn. <laughs> and the company, as you said, is from Singapore. Yeah. And there were no yeah. other employees I could find. He's the only the one. There are other employees listed on the website, which you can also find on, the on website, LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but they don't have any bios or any information about any um, of the employees right now. Well, this is like um, one of those moments where, of course, right now conferences are hard. Um, I don't think uh, CES in, in January is going to happen with, with how the pandemic is going. But um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he can finally demo it. Um, if it's really that good, you know, and if yeah. it's really like, I'm, I'm open for something. This sounds again, like experimental. This is kind of like how Pimax started, I guess, where exactly. they also had to start from scratch and people like, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but I'm, I'm totally open because the thing is PC VR isn't having that much activity. And if this is really paving the way, cool. But I feel like, like, I don't know, like uh, an average consumer, I don't even know if they would be able to afford something like this. I I think well, Pimax this is, this is, is the perfect analogy, though, because this is exactly where well, they're standing. Those as a company. Vibes, yeah. Uh, well, apparently, ten-person team, starting off with some pretty strong, unique selling points for a new headset. I don't particularly like the aesthetic of the headset, the kind of look and design of it. Looks do, a little actually. bit like a space mask or something. You like it, it, Rowdy? I love it. I love the look of it. It looks like a like some kind of space stormtrooper. Like. Yeah, yeah, it looks epic. So I, wanna... I, I might even wear it on the streets. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> in the car so, while driving. 
I want to get into the controllers a little bit because they're quite unique, oh, yes. and I've also got I've also got the as price well. as well because I think okay. the price is really interesting, and I think that's yeah. what, the way I think you'll be surprised mm. about the price because um, the controllers look like a cross between the Oculus Touch controllers and the Index controllers mm. in that it has like an inverted tracking ring for the inside-out tracking, um, but it also has like a grip which tracks individual finger movements and also has a strap that runs across the back of your your hand a bit like the Index controller, so it's kind of fixed to your hand. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. They've kind of merged both designs, which is kind of smart because, uh, you know, it's kind of picked the best of both. Um, the to me, official... it looks a bit... Go, Go ahead. Uh, to me, it looks a bit like they've they've looked at a lot of the pain points of like the other headsets and the strong points, and they kind of merged everything together and then added some features that I think are very promising. I, I'm going to be honest, like I'm very excited about if they can deliver on this kind of product. I think that would change the market in, in, in general. I'm, I'm far more excited about this than just the extension in, in field of view that Pimax was promising. And mm-hmm. I also feel like the way that they have marketed this and the way that their website looks, that they're kind of like aimed at, the, at a market that is feeling a bit more professional as well. Um, so I, 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 I don't really agree with the full analogy of the, you know, it's, it's a little bit Pimax feeling, mm-hmm. although I, I do get where it comes from. But I do feel that there's like a certain level of professionalism uh, implemented straight from the get-go. But like Pimax, that, that like instantly sounds negative. But when Pimax started off, you know, like this experimental thing was, you know, everyone was very open to that, you know, and they have been trying some new things and some yeah. things worked very well and some things didn't. So I'm just saying that it's nice to see a company who is making something again for the VR enthusiast who wants something yeah. experimental, wants something that is maybe not ready for the future just yet, but you can buy yeah. it and get your hands on it. I think Pimax really scrambled. Um, yeah, and yeah I, I think Pimax really scrambled because they they kind of overcommitted on, on what they were going to deliver and then underperformed uh, in the mm-hmm. eyes of the consumer. And when you're a smaller company looking to do well, you, you need to focus on a product and deliver it. And they ended up going into this tailspin of, let's make 10 different variants of the headset. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is not helpful, actually. They should have just doubled down and fixated on one yeah. decent mm-hmm. build and then mm-hmm. marketing that build, making sure that's fully supported, great Support. software stack, easy user documentation, and mm-hmm. then they would have found themselves, at very least, a niche of people who love that headset. Well, they still have that, but I think that side. these guys... <laughs> the only thing I, I have against um, the Deca Gear 1 is, is perhaps the fact that they've got a logo that, to me... It just seems to steal from the index. Like it looks like they just lifted the index logo and took dropped the line out of it. And I, I, I would like to see them differentiate themselves. I don't care if it's a pirate head or a kitten, but pick a different logo. Like don't just pick off of well, one that's already existing. Well, the, the the thing is, they could go for two strategies here. They could go go or for what Pimax did, where they have something that might not be ready yet, and they just hype people up, try to gather an audience, try to build up a community, and when they're then feeling it, they're gonna throw it on Kickstarter or somewhere else, and based on that money based on the investments they're going to build it price point as well yeah but they're going to build it or they already have something and they don't need that that's the like that's what i'm wondering if it's the second then i feel a little bit more like attracted to this headset where they already have something themselves how how much is this thing how much is this thing yeah okay exactly okay okay so the official website states that you can lock in your pre-order today by just dropping order so you can secure a pre-order. Oh, so you've no, got to no, no, you've no, got to no. pre-order a pre-order basically <laughs> by dropping ten dollars. Mm. Yeah. So you pay ten dollars and that secures your place in the queue to buy one. This is what and I'm saying. First, this is kind of weird. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it, everything about this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the what? first the first batches will be shipping in May 2021, and the whole kit will cost 449 uh, US dollars. That's not possible. So that's headset. I don't know. Uh, tracking hip, hip hip tracking puck and controllers, uh, and that's like obviously a Steam VR like, compatible headset, the, PC the, VR. The, Wait, there's more. Oh, there's more. <laughs> they're, they're also going to be selling a battery module for the headset to be to allow it to be played wirelessly with Steam VR for up to six hours for just forty nine dollars. No, this Wait, is what, this how's is the nonsense. wireless transmission catered for. How does so that apparently, it's already got Wi Fi built into it, or the Wi Fi module is built into this battery somehow, or there's packs. Okay, that then, sits on the then back. they're driving off of an Android device and they're doing it over Wi Fi. Price wise, yeah. this doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't you make can't any sense, tell no. me that you can well, buy that but, but, stuff for that price. I don't I don't know. I don't think that a lot of the technology that they're using is technology that already exists. Like it, it's so like like, like the, the reason why Facebook can drive the cost so much down is because they don't have to do R and D. The technology that is in into an into an Oculus Quest isn't spectacularly new technology is the software that makes it so expensive often mm-hmm. but facebook being uh, the billion dollar companies yeah. can reduce that price if they somehow can like you know, leverage that technology into and then use their own hardware then i don't think the hardware cost would be so high so um, so believe it or not we're not the only ones that were skeptical about this um they've got I don't, um, I don't, like the no. thing is i don't want to be skeptical though i don't want well, to be i think it's why i have to, to right i have now. to in this yeah. case um they've got an, they've got an official discord you know and oh, uh, there's okay. been a lot of people jumping in there asking questions and someone did ask a very good question and i and they shared the screenshot which i could talk about so uh this is from o'daniel from the from the official um discord and he asked this question which is a really good question i think we're all asking this in our heads is there anything you can say as to the validity of the claims being made on your website as far as the vr community is concerned you guys came a bit out of nowhere and your claims coupled with the 449 dollars price tag for the first batch make some people question how feasible this is including claims of scams Disclosure, I made such a claim myself on Twitter last night. No accusations, just curious. I did reserve a unit for myself. Okay. And one of one of the developers, one of the team from Decker did uh, respond. This is from Asuna. Uh, I understand your concerns. We have come from nowhere. That's because of Decker's modest approach over the past three years. Decker team has been focusing on the development of this product instead of building fancy presentations for investors and VC. It has all been funding funded from early stage investments that originated from private funds. It has been a long journey with a tremendous amount of R&D has been going into this. There are many moving parts in such a product. Nothing is new or groundbreaking. It's just a consolidation of talents that come together. Decker will be sharing here some videos to make you all more intimately familiar with the team. Get a closer look into R&D process of a product such as this. We will cover many aspects of the development, such as AI model development, product design, prototyping with 3D printing, PCB weddings, lenses, controllers, and some of their components, such as pressure sensors. You will get to decide for yourself if it looks legitimate enough or not. Things are going to be progressing, and we are moving in the right direction. I think that's a great response. Like, uh, and, and that's the thing I'm saying. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really have the Pimax feeling here. Uh, because it feels like it is a it is being handled in a way that that you know critics like to see this handled like like I myself I also want to be I'm just, I'm still skeptical of it I'm not saying that it's that it's oh, it's going to be it's going to be this great headset and we're going to all be playing that in, in May 2021 um I don't I I don't think that that time frame is realistic at all at this point but um 
I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt merely based on the, the, the technology that they've shown, the video presentations that they've made. Um, I, I am very curious if, if but, they can pull this off. I, and, I, I, and I don't think that it's impossible because again, like I said, like the technology that is in there yeah. is not surprisingly new or is something groundbreaking. And they even said it themselves. It's, it's more like consolidation of the technology brought together. And I think that's a really great strategy to go from. But would you also uh, uh, throw in 10 bucks right now? No, of course not. Because that's the thing. That's the thing. Because yeah. um, uh, if, if a lot of people throw 10 bucks in it, then they again vote with their wallets. Uh, I would say, once again, like I'm saying this all the time, don't pre-order. Wait until this thing is on a conference or something and people tried it. So Road to VR, Upload VR, maybe some of us too. Like I'm very interested in trying it. But the thing is, as long as it hasn't been shown to the public and people have tried it, that we exactly. know within the VR industry, don't throw your 10 bucks in because then you're you're getting into a whole new, like that's, that's, that's the and risk, I, and don't I do that. I completely agree with that. Don't the only thing I'm saying is saying that it's not possible mm. uh, is just not correct because I do think that this kind of headset could be delivered. For that price. Uh, for that price point, I do think so. Cheaper um, build quality, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think. I, I just don't know if, they, if they'll be able to pull that off in the time frame that they suggest. But I do think it's possible. I, I, like, I, I think that, that because we keep talking about Pimax as well, I think Pimax did make it harder for them to, to uh, pull this off. Because the thing is, there has been a trust issue within the community since yeah. Pimax came around. Let's say Pimax was never there and this came up. We would have all been like, oh, here's my 10 bucks. Here, 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 take my 10 bucks. But now we have learned from, from what happened before. And that's why we're kind of, hmm. Yeah, the I thing we really need to know is, did Mike pre-order? Because then we definitely oh, yeah. need to yeah, Mike. No. Mike. <laughs> no, I, I, is it 10 bucks, Mike? Just 10 bucks? Yeah, but the thing is, you have to put your credit card details in the website. Ah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This, this, this company, like, I've never, like you say, we've never heard of this company before. Do you really trust them with your credit card details? Like giving them your, your, your PIN number on the back? Well, if, it PayPal, I uh, if it was PayPal, I would have done it. Because the thing I can is, there's so, many, there's so many people who are going to do that. They are going to do that yeah. because there is always like, I've seen it with Pimax too. There is a group of VR enthusiasts who spend a lot of money on, on all these accessories and all these things they get and they keep on buying and buying and buying. I think that's the group this is for, you know, yeah. for the people but who have like VR headsets as a hobby and want to just kind of be the engineer of their own headset and be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to add this. I'm going to add that. Um, I don't know if this is this this doesn't sound like a consumer product right now, but who knows? Who knows? Chad, Maybe it will. Chad has a good solution to this. Uh, do you want to do a pre-order? And I'd agree with it. Which is if you take a um, either a prepaid card or a virtual card from from a credit card company instead, so you're not exposing your you know primary yeah, but, account number and, and details. Yeah, but you, you shouldn't. That's you shouldn't throw in ten, 10 bucks at all. Just <laughs> don't. It, 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 yeah. If you're skeptical enough to go out and have to find a virtual card then you know the answer already and just make sure you get a burner phone at the same time get a burner phone get your prepaid card <laughs> yeah. right a nice long put, leather jacket to conceal tinfoil hat on fake id yeah. i know a guy who can do all of that no, I'm, I'm, like i'm really I curious I, I just want to know if chat anyone in chat now went to the website and put the 10 bucks down before we said don't do it because if it was me uh, listening to new hardware and going, oh, there's an open pre-order. Does anyone else feel the same way where it's like you hear about new equipment and you immediately want to be first in the queue? Yeah, of course, of course, of <laughs> yeah, course. Of course, yeah. I wonder but, if someone did that in chat. If you did, fess up. And, we and, won't laugh, I promise. And, and, and you know, like, you know, if it was from like a company like Asus or something like that, then I would have done it in a heartbeat because it's like a reputable Asus. company that we know or Asus or whatever you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, Mega Dodo Games, I've never heard of them in my life. 
so I don't trust them with my credit card details. The, of course not. The, but the I am very interested. I am the biggest interested. problem I still have with it is, uh, you know, we have already all this amazing technology available right now and half of it yeah. is not being used, you know. We yeah. have uh, Oculus Touch controllers. We have finger tracking in the, in the knuckle controllers. How many games can well, you count on your two, on your two hands that but, fully... Yeah. use uh, the maximum yeah but that that's against software as well like if someone actually yeah, invests into the software instead but, of just the headset then we're getting on. somewhere aside from the software I, I agree the software is probably the part here that is oculus's biggest lead uh the xr2 chip as we said when we first demoed it is opening a door with a lot on board on die that people can tap into so i would expect in 2021 forgetting the 2020 interruptions that we've had more competitors, small, kind of odd, unique selling point features in the product to be popping up in unique offerings from companies we've never heard of. I am fully expecting that in the next nine months, we're going to see more like this. Uh, it's just funny seeing it on this side of the year, because I, I, like you guys, I probably wasn't expecting to see this. It came out of the blue. And so you're immediately kind of suspicious. But I bet you there's going to be more cousins to this thing. And we're probably going to be talking about between now and next summer. Yeah. Probably 20 different new headsets that oh, you know, oh, someone's oh, making. PC, also, all PC VR, by the way, or are we going to see some standalone action too? I hope standalone action as well. HTC is apparently going to announce another yeah. headset, so who mm-hmm. knows? Five Focus 2? Who knows? But, um, you know, like we should all remember as well. Like, I know we're being critical because the, like we don't know this company, but we should all remember that we didn't know Oculus when they first started the Kickstarter campaign back in the day. We didn't know. We all just chucked our money blindly no, then, at the screen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. I uh, saw so, Carmack put his thumb up and then I was in. That was that's it. true, actually. That's <laughs> true. Just, well, um, Gabe la- was there and Carmack was there. True. The, the landscape has changed where things like that don't work like that anymore because there have been examples out there of headsets that are amazing. So, as I said before, if we can try it and see yeah. how good it is, sure, I'm happy to like uh, throw uh, the, ten the bucks. The internet in has and a very short memory, Nathy. Very I short. I know, I know, I know. Like we always get hyped <laughs> over headsets that haven't even been shown yet. Um, so I think yeah. we've always been fairly critical. I think we're critical now as well. But uh, I, like I said before, like I do think it's possible. I don't think it's impossible with the no. suggesting that, uh, and I think the price point is also realistic, especially in this. In this market, if you don't have a time, if you don't have a price point like that, um, yeah, that's true. Then no, that I forget agree. about the consumer market. What do you guys think of the? There's an image that um, shows the, kind of the case, the controllers and all that. It looks kind of sleek to me. What do you guys? No, I like the design. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. The, the design looks good. The only thing that I didn't like was the mask. The mask kind of. Oh, I thought more the head strap. Mask. The head strap was kind of like back to the Vive days, you know, where back to the Vive days again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know oh, how anyway. heavy it's gonna be, but uh, no. What do you looks, think looks of the fine. name? Because Gear VR was already a thing, and now this is the Deca Gear One, right? Like Deca so. Gear One, it's a cool yeah. name. Sounds very much like uh, what was it? Uh, what's that anime? Oh, uh, you know for some what reason Cowboy Bebop is in my head, and that's not what no, you mean. But, but like Watto says in the chat, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It, is. <laughs> it probably is. So um, you know, I think if I they, think if they can prove themselves, then yeah, I'm happy to be wrong. But very yeah. skeptical right now. Yeah, sounds interesting though. So, so when 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 do we think that we will be able to try something like this? As I said, I was referring to CES. Maybe CES is still going to happen with like pre like I don't know Corona rules that are going to make it safe for everyone. Um, but it's going to be hard for new uh, hardware manufacturers to show off their products because VR, True. especially with this stuff, 
This, this, these people need to be at some kind of conference or somewhere for the press to try it. Uh, yeah, or they send no. them out. Maybe they can send them out to some people. But So people people uh, uh, did say uh, it was sort of online. That's exactly what oh, I was sorry, referencing to. And they call sorry. their stuff Nerve Gear. So that's why I thought it was similar. Oh, Nerve yeah. Gear. Yeah. So, um, uh, I mean, they're saying that it's going to be available and what, launching Q1 next year? It's crazy. Yeah. So if you, if you pay your 10 bucks, uh, you can reserve your spot in the queue, get the early pre-orders, May 2021. If you don't do it now, then they're going to be pushed back to like July and then October, I believe, the, the next batches. So, so they're, they're, yeah. they're, okay, that's when they're going to deliver. May yeah. next year. Very yeah. early. Okay. okay. There we go. There we go. That's the Decker Gear 1. Interesting tech that we're all a little bit skeptical about. Well, it's nice that there's some activity in the VR, uh, like PC VR scene. I haven't seen much exciting stuff. I mean, G2, of course, but uh, besides HP, I was like, well, PC VR, but even, I don't know even what's that happen. seen like big delays, you know, they're not yeah. shipping until like what? Well, they just need to month. print, they need to print them out faster. HP. That's also, of course, because of the entire pandemic situation. Sure, of course, of course. But I'm just saying, you know, like they're a big established well-respected so, company. So it's, so it's yeah. in Singapore because I was, when I first saw this, like, of course, right now with the corona, it's kind of, you know, hard to, but I'm I'm like, I, I'm honestly, like if they're, if they watch this next year, I would love to fly to Singapore and give it a try and you show me how good it is. Seriously. <laughs> Just make this show, pitch for a plane ticket. Show me how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Decker Gear that. 1. That is our main topic this week. But now it's time for the releases. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to Zim. Capable Zim with the releases. Always got something <laughs> up his sleeve to surprise us with. <laughs> Trustworthy Zim, capable Jim. Yeah, whatever capable it is. Jim Sock 5. The amount of nicknames I've picked up since being well, on you, this you bloody created, show. Zim, you create your own name. You said back... No, who was it? Back, no, it was Mike. Back to you, Jim. Jim. So it's no, Mike's no, no, fault. It was it's Mike's, Mike's fault. fault. That's, That's a good awesome. point. We got to put the blame in the right place. And let me tell you, Mike, tomorrow you will pay. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait. Phasmophobia. Heard so much about it. So, uh, first up, I've got you a little bit of a wrapper. Four titles here. First up, horror title. What well, kind of horror comedy? Hello, Puppets. This is a re-release. Mm. Um, so, this is coming out on Steam. It was actually dropped for the Rift platform, 12th of December, 2019. Um, and for... $18 or £14, Otherworld Interactive on the 22nd of October have landed essentially uh, a puppet horror experience. <laughs> this is very odd. If you liked games which took away your hands like Astrobot and Static on PSVR, well then let's go on a horror comedy adventure, um, which turns your hand into a living talking puppet named Scout. So <laughs> years ago, a Sesame Street knockoff um, called Mortimer's Handyman was cancelled and forgotten. Uh, and they have plans for you. Your only chance of escape is a somewhat less evil scout, which is this little hand puppet that you have on your hand, which looks like a great way to jump scare you anytime they, uh, they want to. Um, so there's rich lore scattered throughout this world. You've got this weird puppet on your hand, uh, and they're telling a, a dark and horrifying comic story. It's got challenging puzzles and pop-out scares to keep you on your toes. I'm curious. I missed this one because I think December last year was kind of a busy time. Did any of you guys play this? Did this sneak by? No, no. no but I it have seen cool, it. Though. I've seen it, and I, I think like the whole puppet uh, like gameplay mechanic in there. I think it's awesome. Um, I don't know. Uh, it looks yeah. good. It looks good. 
it looks weird in a cool way yeah Yeah. it's weird yeah and the voiceovers i know we can't play the audio on the video but um the voiceovers are are creepy like they're (laughs) they're creepy you know like if you have a puppet talking to you it's just it, like it's like how am I supposed to trust this thing that's on my hand? You know what I mean? Like how am I? How do I have any faith that this thing is going to become my worst nightmare? And I suspect it will at some stage, but uh, I haven't played the game, so that's Hello Puppets, which sounds uh, a bit terrifying. If you're looking for something with a little sprinkling of comedy, maybe that's for you. So again, that's on now the Steam platform, whereas it was before on Rift. Next game. All right, who's a fan of Max Payne here? Anybody else? Anyone like Max? I love Payne? Max Payne. Oh, we got yeah. Max Payne on the show right here. Right, I look like Max Payne in Max Payne 3 anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do. Mike is very much our, our on-podcast Max Payne. Well, if you like guns, they're great. We've got a game coming out called Hard Bullet. Uh, for $20 and 16 pounds, Gexagorn VR launched this on the 22nd of October. And uh, my comment on this would be, ah, oh, Boneworks had a baby, and it's pushing out a placenta-covered early access game. So... <laughs> Uh, whilst being sticky, if you like blood and gore, then this physics sandbox shooter is probably for you. Uh, I see content creators maybe having fun with this one. So, how, how did you do the jump? Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, how do you do it in VR? I man? do not know. I do not know. But this is one fucking gore fest if I've seen it in games. Steam users are describing this, and it's mostly positive on the reviews, actually, for this early access title. Um, so, Hard Bullet is the, the, the people who've played it have described it as having like a solid base. Needing larger levels, but feeling great to play, um, but currently is limited a bit by snap turning, that they don't have smooth turning. Yeah, Dan. Mm. Um, as I said, this just launched two days ago. So the main features that I picked out of this are fast-paced action, slow motion and tricks with the slow motion, again, akin to Max Payne, body damage like dismemberment, bullet holes, and blood fountains. <laughs> oh, hell Yeah. And, uh, and, and a final note for the parents, the developers describe the content like this. This game may contain content not appropriate for all ages. Oh. So before you go put your kids in this, you might want to think twice. But yeah, Hard Bullet. It looks uh, looks early access. It looks a little bit like Boneworks um, in terms of its physics. A lot of people have been impressed with the physics. It's a gore fest, so if you are looking to dismember somebody, maybe don't do it in real life. Do it in Hard Bullet instead. Oh, wow. So I, I just went to their website and they made a, a demo before of another game called Neurosa Primal Ritual. And there's spiders in there, Mike. <laughs> so if you're looking for something yeah. even more, then... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've played a beta version of Hard Bullet and I got frustrated because it wasn't compatible with the index controllers. Ah. They actually have on their... Um, was it a Kickstarter early access page that I saw? The first highlight talked about, please visit the Steam VR controller's mapping option before you play the game. So that's probably right off of your feedback, Mike, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> don't, go. don't go upsetting, uh, you know, Max Payne himself. Mac, Otherwise, Mac, he's going to come for you in a leather jacket. I would have my revenge. Mac, Mac Payne is coming for you. Mike Payne. Yeah. Mike Payne. <laughs> Sounds like an American president that we need. All right. So next up, this one, this game I have never heard of, and it's an Ubisoft title. Um, this is really cool. So um, here we go. This actually is going to chip into something that Nathy said earlier. So this is Agos, a game of space, which sounds like a Game of Thrones. But anyway, a game of space. All right. This is coming 28th of October. So just a couple more days to wait. I don't have the price on this one, but this is this is a, an odd like off-kilter third-person perspective 
game. Uh, it's, it's based in space. You get to discover space like never before. So it's an innovative and realistic physics-based game where you build and pilot space probes. So you, what do you do with these space probes? So you build them, you unlock new technologies, you harvest resources. That sounds kind of elite dangerous-y. Uh, you explore unique star systems, and you face the perils of space to maintain life on board your ship during this extraordinary journey to save humanity. Basically a bit like a couple of kind of Pixar and Disney films. Humanity's in trouble. You've jettisoned off to try and save the Earth by going off and finding our solution. And so you build this, you build this uh, little space probe. It's a really <laughs> interesting, you, a really interesting concept yeah, for a game. There is first-person and third-person perspective. Gave me almost like homeworld vibes and other things like that. Um, but I would just say that it, it sounds a little intriguing. You can expand, you know, ex explore abandoned space stations, fulfill quests, harvest rare resources, and trade. Sounds very much like a single-player-only game. And, um, it sounded a bit like Star Shelter to me. It yeah, does Star sound Shelter. a bit like Star yeah. Shelter, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks so, like Armageddon, the game, <laughs> but it's just missing Bruce Willis. So, oh, wait, <laughs> like so Ubisoft digging into a meteor. Ubisoft is the publisher here, I guess, or Ubisoft. did they also make the game? Yeah. Um, sorry, the only name I listed because, uh, is Ubisoft. Uh, like, yeah, they're probably course, like, the publisher. I've, I've, probably I've, I've not heard about this. I've not heard about this I, either. I, I, I was I like. I was like, after Space Junkies, it's going to be a while before we see something VR. Although this is this seems to be a little indie title, isn't well, it? I think like it's an huge. indie title that's been footed by them. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I actually tilted my eyebrow when I was looking it up. and um, I what, is it, didn't, what is that other game called again, where you have to build like rocket ships? Uh, space, space Program? Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> that, that's what it reminds me of. That's quite good. But There's I like this. One. I like this uh, genre, though. It's very, uh, you know, where you can build your own and kind of explore space. I think it's cool. I love Star It's funny. Like talk, talking about space, my dad, uh, who bought his Quest this week, uh, one of the very first games that he decided to download and try was ISS Space oh, Station. BBC. Oh, no. I was like, oh, dude, are you insane? He was like, he was like, it made me feel really weird. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, no shit. When you I'm step out into space and that is actually, oh even God. for me, that's a hard experience. But it's a hard experience for anyone. If like, you even can survive that veterans. one, then you're like a real true VR veteran. Because like, yeah. if you play that, you will have no sense anymore of what is up, down anymore. No. Even if you stand on the floor, it feels like your whole house is, is turning around. <laughs> and when yeah, you get out, that's where you like, feel it. Yeah, Dad, they've got like rating system for a reason. <laughs> you <laughs> noob. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think that's fantastic. Wow. Bless so did you call him a noob though? Did you I really did. do that? Do you think, Mike, like based on what, what you're saying here, because on one side it's funny, on the other side, like people can get really sick and be like, fuck oh, this yeah. whole quest and I never want to see it again. Do you think that the rating system should be more clear? Because I think the rating system is very well hidden. I think, uh, I think almost like if you, if you put less than like, uh, you know, 50 hours into your account that every time you click on an intense game, it should come up with a pop-up saying, a just one. bear in mind, this is a super yeah. intense game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good yeah. idea, actually. I like that in-flow uh, concept. So, Okay, yeah. so so far, Hello Puppets, Hard Bullet, <laughs> Agos' Game of Space. Really odd run of games. Yeah. Um, let's finish it off with a wrapper for our lovely um, releases cheeseburger with mm -hmm. uh, Blair Witch, the Oculus Quest yeah. Edition, which is launching. So... Uh, and it's funny because I only just watched Blair Witch for the first time about a month ago. Um, so this is coming for Quest. Um, Quest 2 gets some special features I'll talk about in a minute. It is a full price title, so it's $30 or £25 uh, by Bloober Team, a name that is uh, convincingly 
unmatched from the horror experience you're going to experience. 29th of October is when this one lands. And it's a brand new version of the Blair Witch story, built specifically for VR. And you get to have a canine companion as you move along. Reminded me immediately of Fallout, actually, of Fallout 4. Dog um, meat. Environments have been redesigned for more interactivity. So this was originally a, a PC game, not PC VR, I mean just a flannel PC game. Um, and has has been refined and tuned and upscaled for VR purposes. Uh, your companion dog can be petted before the internet does ask me. And you can do fetching gestures and things like that. So you're interacting with your companion. And I think companions are something that VR doesn't do well enough yet. And I think we, we all should have our VR pet that greets us when we jump into VR. So this is coming specifically for Halloween, of course. The 29th is when it lands. And the Oculus 2 version, which I think is pretty interesting, has higher resolution, better quality textures, um, and that's made power made possible by the XR2 chip in the in, oh. in, in the Quest 2. So, so they improved it because I thought that the mm -hmm. PC version honestly looked a little bit rough in terms of like graphics. Even if you weren't playing it in VR, it wasn't you know looking most spectacular. But mm -hmm. hey, that's nice that they are improving it for VR. And as a little juicy bonus, you can uh, download the PC version for free from the Epic Game Store from the, the 29th Store. as well. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Good so you point. can practice a little bit. Practice a little bit before you get in there. I don't know what it means, but uh... yeah. the best part was, and this was the part that for me about the whole thing was like, oh, you're gonna go in the woods and it's gonna be scary. It's like, oh, it's okay. You can bring bullets, and it's like, oh, great, I get a gun. No, you get the dog named Bullet. <laughs> the dog's called Bullet. The yeah. dog's called Bullet. So I thought that was a bit of a cheeky one, but that, I, I kind of imagined that plot line. I haven't played this yet, so uh, looking forward to that. So that was Blair Witch. The other one was Hello Puppets. We told you earlier about a bunch of horror stuff. And again, to plug it, tomorrow we'll be playing Phasmophobia for the first time, the four of us. Um, bring a spare change of underwear, lads. I keep on forgetting that we're playing it, and then you keep on reminding me, and then I have this like pang of like fear and like yeah, anxiety all of a sudden. Yeah, so route, route, just a little bit of a precursor to that show. So that's 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. UK tomorrow, um, about 2 o'clock Eastern time. So Rowdy and I stepped in to just see if we can get the networking and stuff sorted. The one thing I'm going to say about that game is... It does the kind of silent moments really well, just even in the tutorial. And uh, I think we're, even when there aren't things going on, I think we're all going to be a little bit frightened. So, so, so are we streaming it uh, here, or are we? Or is it your channel? Just My so channel. Play. I'll be streaming yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Zim's we've ever done be streaming it live yeah. this way. And uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be just just to clear it up. Just saying, if I, if I if I die because it's so scary, we're not having a podcast anymore. So, um... no. so you don't see us again. You know what happened. <laughs> yeah. So that was our releases and an upcoming <laughs> get stuck in a game. F Reality event. So come get effed mm. with F Reality. So that All space right. game isn't on Quest, right? The space game is not on Quest. That's, That's a PC, PC title. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a PC title. And and same as Hard Bullet. Hard Bullet is not a so if you no. want to be jumping around your bedroom or whatever, well, maybe virtual desktop Diving. to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's your nice. releases for this week. I'm looking forward to Blair Witch, actually. I like the idea of the dog. I, th I like the idea of having a dog companion. That sounds like That's fun. That's the only, only part that you'll like of the game. Probably. <laughs> Probably. 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 Well, it's always better than being pregnant, you know, and then walking around That's the woods. That's true. That's true, and having some evil baby. Yeah, that would be horrendous. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a, an interesting show. Let me just quickly go over the show times again. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, maybe we could squeeze in one. Uh, Good but just point a reminder, if I can is... make really quickly, sure. um, since we had, uh, I, I mentioned it to Zim before as well, uh, clocks will be turning back in the UK, 
uh, and in Europe, oh, I believe, uh, oh, yeah, tonight. True. So what does that mean? Uh, but oh. in Northern America, it will be next Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so pay attention 1st. to the event times. Right. Yeah. Yes, so so my uh, my that's a good point. My uh, my 2 p.m. might be a 3 or a 1 p.m. for you. So uh, just take a look at the take a look at the event. It's already <laughs> well, up. You why is it so complicated with all these time things, man? Why are we not yeah, just... Exactly. It's a week It's a week that we'll have uh, a different time uh, than usual. Uh, if life time. wasn't complicated enough right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could skip it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Pay attention to the show times. Uh, and the show times, just a reminder, uh, goes live. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. You can also go and check out the audio version, and you don't have to worry about show times. You can download it and listen to it at your pleasure after the fact. And that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Hit the like button if you've enjoyed the show and you found it useful. Subscribe to the channel so you get notified of all our future streams. Uh, and yeah, we're going to be enjoying Phasmophobia tomorrow. So go and check out Zim's stream. It's going to be full of expletives and screaming. So if you enjoy that, you'll love it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Maybe we can get some more guests on. If you've got any suggestions for guests, please let us know because we're always up for some recommendations. Uh, but yeah, have a great week. Have a great Halloween. Enjoy some spooky VR games and we'll see you all on the show next week. So until then, have a great week in VR. Take care and bye-bye for now.